Blog Talk Radio.
Thank you, Lord Jesus. We surrender to you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Thank you. Thank you, Jehoshua. We praise you, Lord, for your love, your mercy that endure forever. Shalom, shalom, my brother, my sister. Welcome to the Lord Tower. This is your host, brother in Christ, brother Elvi Sapata. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. We are grateful. We are grateful. We are grateful to our Lord for his love, his mercy that endure forever. He gives us the chance, the opportunity to share his word. Shalom, Brother Strata, Sister Wendy, Sister Tammy, Brother Joseph, Arlie, Sister Regina. Shalom to each and one of you. Thank you, Lord. I'm glad you're here. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Yeshua. Well, I got two revelations to share tonight. Thank you, Lord. We'll give people a little more time to log in before I begin so no one will miss what we have to share. Amen. We will go into the Word of God. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Hallelujah. What an awesome God we serve, my brother and sister. Amen. Um, the title tonight will be uh, is, is that we shall, we, we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. My brother and sister, as I try to, I was trying to get a title for this, for this, for this message tonight, as I was in my prayer, and the Lord gave me the title, and it, it, it is that title of being changed. My brother and sister, of, of 1 Corinthians 15, Okay, we shall all, we shall not all sleep. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. All be changed is everyone be changed. Everyone is going to get a glorified body. Okay, that's what that is. Amen. We're all going to get a glorified body. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Yeshua. Amen. And it says that, hallelujah, behold, I will show you a mystery. And it's a mystery because, hallelujah, it comes from heaven, comes from God. It was, it's been preserved for the last days. Things that ear have not heard, I have not seen. It's the things that God has for them that love him. Amen. And he has kept this for us. And so this mystery is for us. Thank you, God, for it. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Behold, I show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, after the last trumpet, for the trumpet shall sound, okay? It's how God led his people in the Old Testament, through a trumpet sound, okay? My brother and sister. And the dead should be raised incorruptible, and we be changed. Thank you, Lord. This is important that we, we keep this in our mind, in our heart, and we encourage one another with his word. As the apostle posts to the churches. Amen. Verse uh, 53, for the incorruptible, this, talking about this body, this corruptible, I'm sorry, this corruptible body must put in corruption, and this mortal must put in mortal immortality, my brother insisted, which it was shown to me um, this week, my brother insisted, in a special way, which I'm going to share later on. Thank you, Lord, how God showed this to me. My brother insisted, it's so awesome. It's so great. So when this corruptible shall have put in corruption, 
in this mortal shall have put immortality, then shall be, shall be brought to pass the saying that is written, death is swallowed up in victory. And, and we get sick because we're in this corruptible body, all right? This body, is, it's easier to be made sick. And so this, this is why we need to be in constant prayer seeking the Lord. It's important. Trust in the Lord. Seeking the Lord. Because this body can be made sick. It's corruptible, the Bible says. Amen. Staying within the word of God. Verse 55. All day where is thy sting? All great where is thy victory? Okay? And, and we'll have none. Okay? It seems like uh, people are dying now. People are getting sick. And it seems like dead it. The grave and dead are getting a victory. But God has a greater plan, okay? Even in the garden of Adam and Eve, well, according to what he showed me, mightier, greater, he showed me this week, than the garden of Adam and Eve, my brother and sister. And this is a stunning thing about his revelation to us that, hallelujah, he encouraged us through it, my brother and sister, in a mighty way. Verse 56, the sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. Okay? So death, through sin, is how he stings our body, causes us pain, death. You know, because when you sin, the, the payment for sin or, or the, the price that you have to pay for sin is death. You will die, lest you repent. And then life comes unto you, you cannot die no more. Okay? We have a great example of this Lazarus, which we're going to read about it. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. So thank be to God who gave us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Okay? So the one directly involved in our daily life, okay, through our Lord Jesus, okay, through our Lord Jesus Christ, is Father. By thanks be to God. Father, like Jesus said, no one comes to me unless the Father brings them. Father is the one doing this in, in us through the person of the Holy Spirit, his spirit. So he is convicting us to repent, convicting us to pray, convicting us to be in the Word. My brother and sister, through our Lord Jesus Christ, Father's doing this. Mighty work he's doing in our life. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord, for Father. Verse 58, therefore, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Okay? My brother insisted, always abounding, always busy. That means that you got to be meditating on the Bible daily, repenting as much as you can daily. Okay, looking forward to the coming of Jesus, watching daily, hoping daily, believing daily. My brother insisted, this has to be daily because this is the work of God, praying daily. Fasting, it's, 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 I won't say it's impossible to fast daily, but fast as much as you can with the Lord as the Lord leads you. Okay. But, you know, constantly doing these things with the Lord, with God. And this is what's going to keep us unmovable. Okay? Again, therefore, verse 58, my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, 
unmovable. What is something that is unmovable? Something, someone, because it's talking about us, that cannot be moved. You know, oh, brother, there's a preacher over there. He, fires are coming out of his mouth. Laces are coming out of his eyes. You got to come and see him. Uh, well, you know, this is what God wants me to be. You know, you got to understand that so many people are being misled. There's people running all the time from state to state, from country to country, and they're so confused. And you're wondering. But if you, it's supposed that you go into those great move of God, great revival, why are you so confused? Barbara insisted. Because in the moment they receive false teaching, they'll move. Oh, we're in the great tribulation. Oh, we're in the great tribulation. And they, they're movable, easily move. My brother and sister, easily move. And we need to be careful with being moved. Okay? Because the Bible says we are immovable. Of our thinking, of our doctrine, of our teaching. Paul says we need to be steadfast. We need to, hallelujah, hold fast to what has been given to us. Okay? Therefore, my beloved brethren, talking to the brothers and sisters here. Okay? Be steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. This is how you stay strong, always abounding in the work of the Lord. That's how you stay strong in the Lord. My brother and my sister, this is how, okay? Now, another thing God showed me this week was Jezebel. I heard for years about Jezebel, the spirit of Jezebel, and the Lord took me to meet Jezebel, okay? And she was holding many men, especially captive, which I'm going to share later on. More about Jezebel, my brother and sister, which I didn't, I didn't think it was the way the Lord showed me, but she's real. We'll talk about her a little later. We'll talk about God is more important. Jesus is more important. But the warning is, be careful with Jezebel, okay? She's very uh, cunning, deceiving, okay? We'll talk about Jezebel later on because the Lord gave me a mighty revelation with her. And it's just a warning to us, men, okay? Because she has made many fall and holds them captive. They can't, get, they can't get away from her, fornication, adultery, and much more. They can't get away from that. She's holding them captive. Just about holding them captive. It's a spirit. It's a demon. It's a fallen one, right? We'll talk about it later. It's very powerful, my brother and sister. But it, it's very real. Because he had a lot of people online talking about Jezebel, the spirit of Jezebel. Okay? Very, very real. Thank you, Lord. But about our being changed, my brother and sister, I faith, God made us the promise. And God's not a man that he will lie, nor the son of man. He will repent. My brother and my sister. In John 11, hallelujah, we read about, hallelujah, Lazarus. Now, a certain man was sick, named Lazarus of Bethany. The story began when Lazarus is sick. <laughs> isn't, that, isn't that interesting or revealing that in reality, really when you met God, when you meet God a lot of the time, it's really when you're going through the worst in your life. Huh? Uh, some people have really met the Lord when they were really sick. Or how the Lord reveals sometimes to us even deeper and more is when we are really, really sick. 
when we are about to die, or some of us are dying, and the Lord has to resurrect us back again, and it's when we really meet the Lord. And my experience was the same. I died. He brought me back twice or more. So that's when I really, really met the Lord, how real and how powerful he is. Okay? My brother insisted. So the story of Lazarus is the story of a true believer in Christ. and had two sisters who were also believers. But in the, in the moment when they were losing their brother, uh, it was like they began to doubt. Or, or how do we say it? It's, it's hard to say it because I not judge anyone. Could not judge anyone. Because a lot of time when we go through it, we doubt. So if you say, oh, she could have gone to hell. Well, you can't point finger. Because, you know, we all go through a difficult time in our lives. My brother insisted. When I lost my first son in 2000, Joseph was in heaven. Man, that was a shakening to me. Just thinking with my wife about this, we were crying last night about it. Tear was coming out of our eyes because there was a testimony we were watching about someone going through the same. And I beginning, I remember holding my baby. My, my wife passed out in the hospital. The nurse sent me the baby. It was, I believe, her first day in the job. And she didn't know basically what to do. She hand me the baby in my hand. He was still moving, alive. And, and it was like dying right there in my hand. And I, Lord God. And, and you may question it. I did pray. I did pray. I got on my knees there next to the bed. My brother insisted. Someone like me that the Lord had used me to resurrect more than nine people. Other people, friends and people that I didn't even know, healed many other people, and so much more, hundreds and thousands of people, and my own son died in my hand. That's, that's difficult. You know, it's, it's just, it's like you want to question there, but you cannot open a door, but it's difficult. But it was a test. It was a test to my own life. And this was a test to, to uh, Martha and Mary. Here, you know, Mary did something wonderful to Jesus. Okay, something wonderful, my brother and sister Mary did. She 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 put oil on Jesus' uh, feet, and she took her hair, long hair, and was washing Jesus' feet with the perfume, with the perfume. My brother and sister, she's remembered by that. Jesus said she will always be remembered. She was Lazarus' sister. She was Lazarus' sister, like Martha. Okay. So in the town of Mary and Sister Martha, it was Mary, the one which anointed the Lord with ointment, ointment, which was a perfume that, that Judah said, and wiped, her, wiped his feet with her hair, who Lazarus was sick. Man, she just did something incredible, this woman. She knew who Jesus was. She recognized him as Messiah. And she did something so humbling. You know, so humbling. She humbled himself at his feet. Poor ointment. It was expensive perfume. And with her hair, she, she, she was cleaning. You know, washing the feet of someone, a guest into your house, 
was a Jewish tradition since the beginning. Since you see Abraham doing it for the Lord and the angel that came to his house back in Genesis. I believe it's 17. But, you know, Mary is so humble. She just humbled herself. Because she was, she was set free from so many demons by Jesus. So she was so thankful to, for what Jesus had done in her life. So, so thankful. You know, like we are. We, we are so thankful for what Jesus has done in our life. This is, this is what uh, pushes me to preach the gospel even more. Because he's been so good to me. So merciful. My brother insisted. He has healed me from my pain. And my suffering and so much more. And sickness. Giving me a new heart, new lung. Miracle, new liver in my life. Miracle. He's done so many miracles. How can I not preach him? His love for mercy. Because he's been so good to me. I will not change Jesus for anyone. He's been really good to me. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Father, for Jesus. Hallelujah. Therefore, his, his sister sent unto him, saying, Lord, Oh, Lord. You know, you cannot call Jesus Lord unless it's through the Holy Spirit. She says, Lord, that's through the Holy Spirit. She's anointed. She is very anointed. Lord, behold, he whom thou love is sick. When Jesus heard that, he said, this sickness is not unto death. But for the glory of God, the Son of God, that might be glorified thereby. You know, um, you don't know what is for the glory of God in your life. But we are called to trust God through it, whatever we're going through. Can you imagine maybe the problem you're going through in your marriage is for the glory of God? But right now you don't see it this way. Or the devil doesn't make it sound this way. Huh? You, make, you know, and you don't know that. Your marriage, going through what you're going through, is going to be much stronger, much united, much loving. You don't see it right now. That's not You don't see it. You just don't see it. But God sees it. And that's what really matters. Because he's the one that can do it all. Okay? Your financial situation, you don't see a way out. But God has a way down his hand. And all he wants you to focus now is on Jesus. Focus on him. Hallelujah. Seek the kingdom of heaven first. Hallelujah. And every other thing will be added unto you. It will just be out of here, my daughter. Here, my son. And you'll be crying, oh, God, thank you, thank you, thank you. When, he, when he's done with you. He's not done with you. You, know, you want to rust this. You want to make this express. I will make it to go, Lord. Please make it to go. It doesn't work that way with God. Everything in his timing, and his timing is perfect. You'll learn this. You'll learn this. You will learn this, that everything in his timing. So many promises he made me from the beginning. He has fulfilled so many of them. So many. I remember when he came to me in 2013, I believe it was, 2012. Have I not fulfilled the promise I made unto you? And he made me remember them, everyone. And he had answered so many, almost all of them back then. Wow, Lord. He is so faithful. But I don't know what it's about human beings. We forget. 
We do. Amen. But he wants us to remember. Paul says to remember. It's important that we remember. Now, Jesus loved Martha, his sister, his sister, and Lazarus. So what's the problem here? Jesus loves you. He loves your family, too. If you're thinking that, you know, if you're wondering that God, if God loves you, he is the proof. Jesus loved Martha. He loved his sister, Mary. And he loved Lazarus. He loved all three of them. Same thing with your family. He loves you. And he loves everyone in your family. No one is regarded in your family in regard to his love for them. So, yes, you are praying for them, and you're having a hard time with your family, but Jesus loves you, and he loves your family. Don't think any other way. Don't let the devil make you think any other way, because this is the truth here. This is the word of God. He loves you and your family. Thank you, Lord. Verse 6. When he had heard thereof that he was sick, it's not that he's ignoring you. He had heard of what you're going through, by your sickness when you pray. He knows. He knows. Hallelujah. He knows. He abided two days still in the same place where he was. Why, why did he wait it? Or why did he stay two more days in the place he was? Two days ago, he was told that Lazarus was sick to die. He still waited two more days. That's four days. Four days. If he was about to die, and he did die, but he was not dead. He was asleep. Jesus waited four days before he went to see the one that they already have buried. My brothers, because when someone dies, when the body dies, it will decompose itself. So you have to bury it. Human, animal, don't matter. It's all the same. Okay? You will not stand the, the, the smell. So he was buried. And Jesus come four days after. Why four days? It could have been six, could have been seven afterwards. But Jesus come four days afterward because four days afterward. It's when the will of God is for Lazarus, for this miracle, for the glory of God. Same thing for you and I. God's answer to us is in the timing of God, in the perfect timing of God. And when Jesus comes to answer our prayer, it will be perfect, not too late, and it's not too early. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Verse 7, then, after that he said, to his disciple, let us go into Judea again. His disciple said unto him, Master, the Jew laid Satus to stone thee, and go thou hither again. You want to go back when they, you know they want to stone you? They want to kill you. Jesus answered, Are there not twelve hours in the day? If any man walk in the day, he stumble not. But, but because he's seen the light of this world, because he sees the light of the world. But if any man walk in the night, he stumbles because there's no light in, in him. In other words, my brother insisted he was trusting in Father. He is God. He know what he was doing. He was doing 
when he can see, when his mercy is still available, his grace, he is the light of the world. My brother insisted he was taking advantage of the day he made, and he was reaching out to people, healing, miracles. He was still doing, and there was no one there to be abandoned, no one that was waiting on him there when he came to that place that he was going to abandon. God doesn't abandon people. People abandon God. My brother and sister, these things say he, after that he said unto them, our friend Lazarus sleepeth, let go that I may awaken him out of his sleep. He's speaking spiritual here to carnal men. And you'll know what's going to happen. They're not going to understand. When you talk about the things of the Spirit, it's difficult. And this is why I have to be careful when I share Revelation. My brother insisted, because you have to be in the Spirit, walking in the Spirit, being led by the Spirit of God. And a lot of time, I will share something, and God's Spirit will confirm it to the other person listening. Other people were still wondering whether, what did Brother Elvis say? Okay, you have to be connected with the Spirit, being led by the Spirit. My brother and sister, very important that you are led by the Spirit of God. Verse 12, then say his disciple, Lord, if he sleep, let's should do, this should do well. Harvey, Jesus spoke of his dead. He was not even talking about physical. He was talking about spiritual. Lazarus was asleep because in Christ, you cannot die. No one can kill you. You only go to sleep. This is what happened to me when I died. I drowned in the river back in the Dominican Republic, and I was asleep. I was not in pain. I knew my body was dead, but I was alive. And same thing happened later. My body was dead, but I was still alive. I was just laying there, like resting. No pain, no sorrow, and peace in the Lord. This is how Lazarus was. Lazarus was asleep, resting in God. This is the rest of the Lord. The Bible talks about that she will enter his rest. And this is where I, I, I have experienced this. So I know exactly what was going on with Lazarus. But the disciple has still not understand this mystery of God. Bible insisted. But they thought he was speaking of taking a, a, a rest or sleep. Physically, they were not seeing it spiritually. They were seeing it physically. My brother insisted. So then the Lord had to speak to them again. Then Jesus said unto them plainly, in, in, a, in a more earthly language, so they can understand, Lazarus is dead. And I am glad for your sake that I was not there. So the intent that you may believe, nevertheless, let God to meet him. My brother insisted, if Jesus would have been there when Lazarus was sick, he would have grabbed him by the hand, and Lazarus instantly would have been healed. But this was for the glory of God, to God to show his power and glory upon his elect selected one. Did he allow Lazarus to die physically, but his spirit was resting in Christ, and for his body to be very in decomposed during the four-day period time, my brother insisted. And Jesus said, I'm glad I wasn't there. My brother insisted. Everyone who had died in Christ over the years, 
they are in heaven resting. Their body has already decomposed, but in the resurrection of the dead, they're not going to need that decomposed body. They're coming down to meeting the Lord in the air, where we're going to meet with them. At that very moment, they get a glorified body like we. We. Hallelujah. And this is not French. We then get all the same body together in the Lord because the promise is to all of us. And we are all changed. We are all transformed. And we get a glory body. Glorified body. My brother insisted. This week, I was saying to the Lord, Lord, what is the reward of our suffering? Lord, because I'm saying to the Lord, I don't know if I understand the reward of our suffering. Lord, is it truly great? How great it is. I wanted the Lord to explain it to me. But in order for the Lord to help me understand, hallelujah, the reward of our suffering, this is what he did. After I finished my prayer in the night with him, he took me out of my body, took me to the new earth, a hundred years into the new earth, which I was still like, Lord, I knew I saw the, the, the a hundred. It was like a hundred thousand years, a hundred years, a hundred is what I saw. My brother insisted. Now we were, we were there in the new earth with God. The new earth was beautiful. My brother insisted. But what I saw there was beyond the garden. My brother insisted. It, it was such a perfect world, perfect new earth, perfect life. I saw myself there with my family in our new home. And it was like standing there looking at me in the future. My brother and sister, in a perfect, perfect world. Nothing missing. Nothing lacking. Nothing wanting. You had all you need from God. My brother and sister, hallelujah. Things that I have not seen, you have not heard. Are the things that God prepared for them that love him. But these things are beyond the garden, my brother insisted. Hallelujah. It's the image is still in my head. It's still in me. But to explain it, the reward he's given us, my brother insisted, will go beyond. Oh, glory be to Jesus. Oh, oh hallelujah. Oh, worship and honor be to him. I was not in the New Jerusalem. I was in the new earth, yes. And the New Jerusalem was... Where it's supposed to be, but the new earth, hallelujah, was beyond imagination. We cannot imagine how mighty the building I was looking at was perfect. In, in, in the glory and peace of God over that place, that new earth, goes beyond our imagination. My brother insisted. Everything he promised us, and right there the Lord said, this is your reward. And I was looking at it with my eyes, my brother and sister, and I was stunned by the beauty and the glory of that place. I cannot describe it to you, I'm sorry, but I'm going to tell you, my brother and sister, what God promised to us in his word, his promise are true. Amen. You want to endure. You want to persevere. You want to be willing to die for Jesus every day.
just to make it to the new earth. Because the former things will pass away. You will have no memory of this life. But the joy and peace that you are going to have with God, it is untold. It is unheard. It is unimaginable. My brother insisted. That's what I was looking at. Hallelujah. We have so much. We were so much love. We will be in so much peace. We will have so much abundance from God. My brother insisted. As the word says that before we even ask, he knows what we need. Before we ask, he has already answered us. His word says, they will not, you will not say, I need this or I need that. Because before you ask, he will already answer you. You already would have before you ask what you will need. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. I am telling you, there's nothing you can suffer in this life that you will not get a hundred times for in the next life to come. My brother, my sister, I also knew from the Lord and the new earth that as deep as your suffering goes in this life, as deep your blessing, your reward is going to be. Let's say you say, I have suffered greatly, Lord, for you. Great, great reward you're going to receive beyond your imagination. That's what Jesus was showing me. My brother, my sister, it's so powerful. It is so mighty. It is indescribable. When you get there with the God, with the Lord, oh, my Lord, you will have no word. You will have no word. Believe me, you will have no word. It is incredible what God has in store for the children, for them that love him. But we must endure, and we must persevere. My brother insisted, till the end, till the end. And this is the end. We're at the end. Jesus is about to rapture his people, rapture his, his, his church. Here's what the sister said from the Lord on the seven of this week. Seven is a perfect, two days ago, it's a perfect number. I'm going to play this. I want you to hear what she said. I'll be back in a second. And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go, shew thyself unto Ahab, and I will... Well, hey, guys, how you doing? Um, So I got another message from Jesus today. Guys, he poured his spirit out again on me today, and so powerful. I I wish I could explain it, but... um, he gave me all this, these words and scriptures, again, not in front of my Bible. Um, I claim that Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that he came to earth in the flesh as a man. He died on the cross for us. He shed his blood, and he rose on the third day. Ignore the telegram and the WhatsApp people because they are trying to scam people. Okay, today is April 7, 2023. First, he gave me First Thessalonians 2.8. So affectionately longing for you, we were well pleased to import to you not only the gospel of God, but also our own lives because you had become dear to us. Leviticus 5.9 Then he shall sprinkle some of the blood of the sin offering on the side of the altar, and the rest of the blood shall be drained out at the base of the altar. It is a sin offering. James 1.7 For let not that man suppose that he will receive anything from the Lord. Job 14.3 And do you open your eyes on such a one and bring me to judgment with yourself? Jeremiah 3.6 The Lord said also to me in the days of Josiah the king, Have you seen what backsliding Israel has done? She has gone up on every high mountain and under every green tree. 
and there played the harlot. Jeremiah 111. Moreover, the word of the Lord came to me, saying, Jeremiah, what do you see? And I said, I see a branch of an almond tree. Here's the message. My child, I am coming. I am coming. There is no more time left. Don't wait to come to me. You don't want to be left behind. Destruction is about to come upon this world. Darkness is going to fall. After my chosen ones are gone, stay in your homes, lock your doors, pull down all curtains, secure windows, do not answer the door. Do not go outside. Death Rider will be in the streets. It's between good and evil. Pray to me without ceasing. The battle in heaven has already started. Rain is coming, my child, rain. But it's not real rain. First comes rain, then comes war. If you don't wake up now, it will be too late. Some of you will be thrown into outer darkness where there is weeping and gnashing of teeth. I don't want this for you. I don't want this for any of my children. Colorado is going to get hit pretty hard. Not just financially, but natural disasters. Oklahoma, no lights. Severance packages will not be issued and mortgages will fall. South Africa, the beast system will be set up early. Pandemic will hit first. Trains, more train derailments. Bottles of water, the new one won't be safe. They're going to advertise it pretty soon. Canada, fresh spring water. Do not drink that. Look at who is running it. I'm trying to warn you, my child, and keep you safe. Everything I say means something. Signs in the heavens mean something. The locusts are going to come out of the abyss and strike you with their scorpion tails. You will want to escape death, but it won't flee from you. Fungus is going to increase tenfold. It's going to pop up in Michigan, Boston, Idaho, New Jersey, Maine, and you will hear rumors and lots of breakouts happening. Some of it is smoke and mirrors. It's to use it it's to use it for their method of population control. LaGuardia Airport will be shut down. I'm sorry, LaGuardia Airport will be shut down to track the infection. Famine, pandemics, natural disasters, pestilence, they are all coming. Once chaos and destruction hits, they will hoard you in like cattle and you will be assigned, assigned a zone. Digital currency first, then beast system set up. Don't trust the new V. Eventually, it leads to the mark through the new financial system. When they start putting your medical records and the identification of your zone, the mark will follow. You will know what it is. You will have to deny me and worship the beast. Or you can't buy or sell anywhere. You think it's bad now? No man has seen. No Christian will survive it without the protection of seals on your forehead. I love you, my child. Seek me before it's too late. Give me your heart and let me save you. Believe in me and put down your idols. Delight in me and I will give you the desires of your heart. I have prepared a place for you. There are many rooms in my father's house. I want you to be with me at the wedding feast. I told you, you, I told you who has the open door. I told you who has the open door. I told you who has the key of David. Will you be in the Philadelphia church and trust in me to save you? Don't rely on your works. 
rely on your fruits and rely on the word I have put on your hearts. Walk in my spirit and let the Holy Spirit guide you to truth. Time is coming when you will no longer have my spirit to call on. I will remove it when I take my chosen ones. I want you to be chosen. The path is very narrow and many never find it. I am giving you a chance to find it. Many are called, but only a few are chosen. If you miss the trumpet call, you will have to die for my glory with your heads under the swords. I am your Father, your Messiah, your Lord God, and I have spoken. Jude 1 5. But I want to remind you, though you once knew this, that the Lord, having saved the people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. Deuteronomy 9.3 Therefore understand today that the Lord your God is he who goes over before you as a consuming fire. He will destroy them and bring them down before you. So you shall drive them out and destroy them quickly as the Lord has said to you. Hebrews 1.8 But to the Son he says, Your throne, O God, is forever and ever. A scepter of righteousness is the scepter of your kingdom. But in the end she is bitter as wormwood, sharp as a two-edged sword. That was Proverbs 5.4. Habakkuk 3.9. Your bow, your bow was made quite ready. Oaths were sworn over your arrows. Selah, you divided the earth with rivers. Joshua 4.11. Then it came to pass, when all the people had completely crossed over, that the ark of the Lord and the priests crossed over in the presence of the people. 1 Thessalonians 3.11. Now may our God and Father himself and our Lord Jesus Christ direct, direct our way to you. Revelation 9.11, and they had as a king over them the angel of the bottomless pit, whose name in Hebrew is Abaddon, but in Greek he has the name Apollyon. Revelation 9.13, then the sixth angel sounded, and I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God. 1 John 2.5, but whoever keeps his word, truly the love of God is perfected in him. By this we know that we are in him. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son that whoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Colossians 1.5, Because of the hope which is laid up for you in heaven, of which you heard before in the word of the truth of the gospel. 1 Peter 1.5, Who are kept by the power of God through faith for salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. A little message. Oil reserves in Canada will be blown up. Texas, New York, Georgia, Florida, shots fired. Wyoming, desert, falls. Wake up, children. It's all coming. Zechariah 11.3. There is a sound of wailing shepherds, for their glory is in ruins. There is a sound of roaring lions, for the pride of the Jordan is in ruins. Judges 2.11. Then the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and served the Baals. John 3.5. Jesus answered, Most assuredly, I say to you, unless one is born of water and the Spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. (sighs) Okay, guys, that was the message. Um, If you don't know Jesus, ask him to come into your life. Trust in him with all your heart, and, you know, he, he will forgive you guys. You know, repentance is a change of mind. Come to him. Let him save you. Do not rely on your own works. Don't look at your works as fruits. Guys, look at his word, the doctrine as fruits. Look at your gentleness, your kindness, how you love your neighbor, how you love your Lord God as your fruit. Okay, guys, Jesus loves everybody. 
someone asked me the other day, you know, no one ever sings Jesus loves me, so. Jesus loves me, oh yes he does. Jesus loves me, oh yes he does. Jesus loves me, oh yes he does. For the Bible tells me so. That was for somebody who asked for that the other day. Have a blessed day. Thank you, Jesus. There you go. Praise you, Lord. The confirmation. So much is coming, my brother and sister. We can already see that. Someone had asked me earlier on Facebook about the CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency, that they're moving worldwide, 114, I believe, country now are moving into the CBDC. United States, uh, Biden just passed another secretive law this past week. Someone was saying, I'm not sure. Um, I did receive uh, email, but I haven't gone through my email yet. I've been getting ready. I was preaching in Spanish. so. But Biden, according to what he said, Biden had passed another secretive law to get uh, – the, the banks, the, the central banks, to push the CBDC onto the, the rest of the banks and get this, this move, get this ready by July. July, since last year, has been the months that they've been pointing to, my brother and sister. I remember I was visiting um, the coast here in North Carolina in the south in a, in a revelation of the Lord at one time. And it was like during the summer, I don't know if it was June, 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 July, but it was in the summer. And I was standing there with my children playing in the beach, they understand. And this huge wave, the tsunami was coming in, the eastern tsunami. And I had to stand there and raise my hand and order the water to stop. And there was a wall of the tsunami between the people that were standing behind me, my family and the people my children, the wall of the power of God was, was protecting us. As I was telling people, run to the north, run, run, run. The water was being held back under the power of the Lord. Jesus showed me. My brother and sister, he has given us authority over this judgment that is coming. But it is coming. And I knew this was happening during the summertime. And I, I was speaking with a brother yesterday, talking about this, that... Um, this July, why does, since last year, they've been planning all this for July. And I know God is bringing a judgment which it will delay their plan. It will delay. So it might be. I'm not sure God had not told me this. He never gave me a day or a year. I had to make this specific. But I saw it happen during the summer. I saw the tsunami coming. And if it happens, it has to be before July, the day that they appointed to, because God's going to stop and delay their plan, my brother and sister. Now, someone also said to me, Brother Elvie, if, if, not, if, if the judgment comes by the end of the year, then the Bible says that pray that your, your flee will not be in winter. That means that before winter begins, there will be such a mess such, such a mess. A sister was saying to me, it's going to be very difficult for people to go on with their lives. Now, because blackouts are coming, 
to the U.S. As I seen a few weeks ago, blackout for for months and years. I knew it was for months and years. Our cell phones were not good to be used. Not even our regular phone. We had no power at all. Okay, I'm getting ready for it. I know this is close. I know this is coming. We're going to have to learn to live without power, my brother insisted. And you, can, and you know that's very difficult. You know, we, we got generators that will run on propane, but we don't have enough propane for running for years, maybe a couple of months the most, and maybe a few months if we're wise. The nation is coming into a trouble that is not ready for Okay? The nation is not ready for what's coming. Our country is not ready for what's coming. People are not ready for what's coming. What she's saying from the Lord is, she's talking about different states, including Canada, that is about to find them in the middle of a mess, Shalom Andrew, that they are not ready for. My brother insisted. They're not ready for. They're just not. They're not ready for the mess that is coming. My brother and sister, the Lord, how long have the Lord given me the Eastern Tsunami, the three-sign prophecy? Over 10 years now. How long they've been on YouTube for over 10 years now? And these things are about. That's what the word that Jesus used with me the other day. That these things are about to happen, he says to me. Now, when you hear the Lord saying, using the word about, I've been meditating about the word about. Because what, what it's about means, my brother and sister, you know, it's, it's, it's a, when something is about to happen, it means to me that you can expect it any day. And that's the word that I got for this year, beginning with this year, 2023, that things are about to happen in this year. I believe this year because when I heard the word about, I we cannot point it to one year and say, oh, in 2023 or 24. No. But I know this. I also know because a year and a half, two years now, he showed me the things that were coming for these years. And in this year, I saw trouble in America, blackout. And I'm still waiting to see those blackout yet. My brother insisted. Okay? It's really... Uh, troublesome what is coming. We need to be ready. We need to be seeking the Lord. We need to be preparing. Prophet after prophet of the Lord has been speaking from the Lord that these judgments are about to happen. The Lord says, used the word about, and I've been hearing the prophet confirming the same word. I, I didn't tell these prophet what the Lord says to me, but I know what I heard from the Lord, and I said it on the Lord's hour. I began, I've been, week after week, month after month, I've been hearing the prophet this year, judgment about to happen. They're hearing what the Lord is saying. And the question is, maybe I don't understand what the word about means. Well, I don't have a good understanding of what the word about is. But I'm, 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 I'm in my spirit, I'm getting that something is going to happen this year. Something is about to happen this year. I get it in my spirit. 
from God that is about something is about to happen. He had never said to me this year, but I believe this year there's going to be some kind of judgment. Why have the government and all the people put up put up all this stuff for July? There's another question I have. Why all these plans for the CBDC July? Worldwide. July, July, July. I think God is telling us something here that we need to listen, pray about it, and seek God about this. Something is coming this year, my brother and sister, that we need to get ready for. And getting power outages are coming close because it was shown to me. Very, very close. We had this past week two power outages up here in the mountain for a day and a half, no power. Some people had it longer. What I'm saying is, there are things coming on this earth, especially in the United States, in other countries, too, that they're not ready for. And then when that's happened, there will be a lot of questions. But the question is, do you listen to God? Do you hear what God has to say to his prophet, my brother and sister? As I said about Jezebel earlier, going to the Jezebel now. Jezebel was a wicked woman, evil. And I heard about the spirit of Jezebel, my brother insisted. And before I began the, the revelation of Jezebel, I want to play you this from First King 18 that I almost played by mistake. But here it is, and I'll, I'll come back after this. Chapter 18. And it came to pass after many days that the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year, saying, Go, shew thyself unto Ahab, and I will send rain upon the earth. And Elijah went to shew himself unto Ahab, and there was a sore famine in Samaria. And Ahab called Obadiah, which was the governor of his house. Now Obadiah feared the Lord greatly, for it was so, when Jezebel cut off the prophets of the Lord, that Obadiah took an hundred prophets, and hid them by fifty in a cave, and fed them with bread and water. And Ahab said unto Obadiah, Go into the land unto all fountains of water, and unto all brooks, peradventure we may find grass to save the horses and mules alive, that we lose not all the beasts. So they divided the land between them to pass throughout it. Ahab went one way by himself, and Obadiah went another way by himself. And as Obadiah was in the way, behold, Elijah met him, and he knew him, and fell on his face, and said, Art thou that my lord Elijah? And he answered him, I am, go, tell thy lord, behold, Elijah is here. And he said, What have I sinned, that thou wouldest deliver thy servant into the hand of Ahab to slay me? As the Lord thy God liveth, there is no nation or kingdom whither my Lord hath not sent to seek thee. And when they said, He is not there, he took an oath of the kingdom and nation, that they found thee not. And now thou sayest, Go, tell thy Lord, behold, Elijah is here. And it shall come to pass, as soon as I am gone from thee, that the Spirit of the Lord shall carry thee whither I know not. And so when I come and tell Ahab, and he cannot find thee, he shall slay me. But I, thy servant, fear the Lord from my youth. Was it not told, my Lord, what I did when Jezebel slew the prophets of the Lord? How I hid a hundred men of the Lord's prophets by fifty in a cave, and fed them with bread and water? And now thou sayest, Go tell thy Lord, Behold, Elijah is here, and he shall slay me. And Elijah said, As the Lord of hosts liveth, before whom I stand, I will surely shew myself unto him today. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab, and told him, And Ahab went to meet Elijah. And it came to pass, when Ahab saw Elijah, that Ahab said unto him, Art thou he that troubleth Israel? 
And he answered, I have not troubled Israel, but thou and thy father's house, in that ye have forsaken the commandments of the Lord, and thou hast followed Baalim. Now therefore send, and gather to me all Israel unto Mount Carmel, and the prophets of Baal, four hundred and fifty, and the prophets of the groves four hundred, which eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent unto all the children of Israel, and gathered the prophets together unto Mount Carmel. And Elijah came unto all the people, and said, How long halt ye between two opinions? If the Lord be God, follow him, but if Baal, then follow him. And the people answered him not a word. Then said Elijah unto the people, I, even I only, remain a prophet of the Lord, but Baal's prophets are four hundred and fifty men. Let them therefore give us two bullocks, and let them choose one bullock for themselves, and cut it in pieces, and lay it on wood, and put no fire under. And I will dress the other bullock, and lay it on wood, and pour no fire under. And call ye on the name of your gods, and I will call on the name of the Lord. And the God that answereth by fire, let him be God." And all the people answered and said, It is well spoken. And Elijah said unto the prophets of Baal, Choose you one bullock for yourselves, and dress it first, for ye are many, and call on the name of your gods, but put no fire under. And they took the bullock which was given them, and they dressed it, and called on the name of Baal from morning even until noon, saying, O Baal, hear us. But there was no voice, nor any that answered, and they leaped upon the altar which was made. And it came to pass at noon that Elijah mocked them, and said, Cry aloud, for he is a god. Either he is talking, or he is pursuing, or he is in a journey, or peradventure he sleepeth, and must be awaked. And they cried aloud, and cut themselves after their manner with knives and lancets, till the blood gushed out upon them. And it came to pass when midday was past, and they prophesied until the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice, that there was neither voice, nor any to answer, nor any that regarded. And Elijah said unto all the people, Come near unto me. And all the people came near unto him. And he repaired the altar of the Lord that was broken down. And Elijah took twelve stones, according to the number of the tribes of the sons of Jacob, unto whom the word of the Lord came, saying, Israel shall be thy name. And with the stones he built an altar in the name of the Lord. And he made a trench about the altar, as great as would contain two measures of seed. And he put the wood in order, and cut the bullock in pieces, and laid him on the wood, and said, Fill four barrels with water, and pour it on the burnt sacrifice, and on the wood. And he said, Do it the second time. And they did it the second time. And he said, Do it the third time. And they did it the third time. And the water ran around about the altar, and he filled the trench also with water. And it came to pass at the time of the offering of the evening sacrifice that Elijah the prophet came near and said, Lord God of Abraham, Isaac, and of Israel, let it be known this day that thou art God in Israel, and that I am thy servant, and that I have done all these things at thy word. Hear me, O Lord, hear me, that this people may know that thou art the Lord God, and that thou hast turned their heart back again. Then the fire of the Lord fell, and consumed the burnt sacrifice, and the wood, and the stones, and the dust, and licked up the water that was in the trench. And when all the people saw it, they fell on their faces, and they said, The Lord, he is the God, the Lord, he is the God. And Elijah said unto them, Take the prophets of Baal, let not one of them escape. And they took them, and Elijah brought them down to the brook Kishon, and slew them there. And Elijah said unto Ahab, 
Get thee up, eat and drink, for there is a sound of abundance of rain. So Ahab went up to eat and to drink, and Elijah went up to the top of Carmel, and he cast himself down upon the earth and put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, Go up now, look toward the sea. And he went up and looked and said, There is nothing. And he said, Go again seven times. And it came to pass at the seventh time that he said, Behold, there ariseth a little cloud out of the sea, like a man's hand. And he said, Go up, say unto Ahab, Prepare thy chariot, and get thee down, that the rain stop thee not. And it came to pass in the meanwhile that the heaven was black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel, and the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he girded up his loins and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. There it is. Praise to God. Jezebel is so wicked. The Lord took me into the spirit, to the spiritual realm where she dwells. And as the Lord brings me there, I'm walking, and I see this woman, beautiful woman. And it was Jezebel. And she says, welcome, Elvie. And I'm looking at her, and she says, welcome, I can welcome one more of you. And like, when I look behind her, she had all these men from the earth, like in a cage, like animals. And all these men from the earth that have fell into her seduction, through fornication, adultery, and many more, sin. She has seduced them one way or another. And they were encaged there by her. And I'm looking in there, and I'm looking at the faces of these men, and I knew that some of them were ministers, some of them were believers, a lot of them, them were important men that she had seduced and had led in captive into her own captivity. And, I'm, and, I'm, and she's speaking with me, she stand her hand to try to touch my face and seduce me, and I slap her face away. And I said, you will not seduce me. I was there because the Lord took me there to see how she does seduce men on the earth and encase them in her sexual lust, sexual um, fornication, adultery, and so much more. And some of them were trying to get out. But they couldn't. Few of them can escape her grave, as I saw. Bible resisted. The rest of the men didn't know how to get out from her seduction on the earth. I heard about Jezebel for many years, the spirit of Jezebel that is on the earth, seducing men left and right, where they cannot escape through a separate for by pornographic material, in many other way. She is real. She is a fallen one. She's very wicked and very evil. And we truly need to get close to the Lord and repent sincerely and ask the Lord to keep us from the spirit of Jezebel that is on the earth seducing men. It was endless, the men I can see in that cage that he, she has engaged in the sins of seduction and many sins there that they cannot get out of it. Because in 
the Bible says that Jesus said, came to set the captive free. Only Jesus can set her free from the captivity of Jezebel, this wicked, evil, fallen demon spirit of Jezebel. My brother and sister, it is stunning and real. She is real, and she is out there looking who she may devour. My brother and sister, but greater is the Lord. The Bible says in First King, one of the things that I heard is that Jezebel, for it was so that when Jezebel cut off the prophet of the Lord, she was cutting them off. Because when she brings a minister down, a pastor down with her seduction, they're no more in a ministry. And if they try to be a ministry, they're being unfaithful to their wife. There were other women. They can't escape. When they, when they get with her, it's very difficult to escape. And only the Lord can set her free from her, can keep her from falling with her. My brother and sister, she is real and she's holding many people captive. And so the beginning, it was, so it was so when Jezebel cut off the prophet of the Lord, that Ovia took a hundred of the prophets, hid them by 50 in a cave, fed them with bread and water. Ovia did this because Jezebel was slaughtering them. My brother and sister, they were not escaping her. And she's still the same evil one, wicked one, fallen one today. Through seduction, through sexual sin, sexual loss, she cut enough people for ministry. Pastors and leaders are falling in her seduction. They go and they stay in a hotel somewhere. And there she comes, a beautiful woman, and make these men fault with them. Because the test is, my brother insisted, that the devil comes like a roaring lion. Submit to God. The word of God says, resist the devil. That's resisting also Jezebel. And he will flee from you. She will be gone. Because greater is of God. God wants us to submit to him. See, my brother and sister, what happened to Martha and Mary about the brother Lazarus, it was unexpected. They would not expect the brother to be sick. They did not expect him to die. My brother and sister, it was not easy. It was not an easy test. And these tests come to us in a way that if we don't get with Jesus and we don't humble ourselves, my brother and sister, we can get caught in the problem. Why did, would these prophets be caught up? Because the test came to the life and they were not doing what they were supposed to like Elisha, separated unto the Lord, which means holiness and righteousness. Notice how she could not make Elisha fall. Elisha was a man, the book of James says, with many temptations. The same temptation they had, Elisha had. But Elisha did not fail with Jezebel. Did not fail with her. But the rest of the prophet did. Bible insisted. And it's a warning to us. We need to keep our eyes on Jesus and submit ourselves to him. My brother, my sister, 
The Bible says in, in, in John eleven sixteen, Then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciple, Let us also go that we may die with him. It sounds like he was joking about the matter about Lazarus. You know, some things sound funny. But there are things that you don't want to play around with. Now, who is Thomas? My brother says, I just made a joke here. Let us go and die with him. Why is this being told to you and I about Thomas in John eleven sixteen? Because later on, when Jesus resurrected on the third day, and he appeared to the eleven, he didn't appear to Thomas in the middle of them. And when the disciple told Thomas that Jesus resurrected, I won't believe unless I put my finger in his side or on the, or on the cutting of his hand. My brother and sister, what was happening here? I told a brother years ago, if you don't take the things of God serious, because he was always playing around with God's word, saying things, joking around. And I said, you, you can joke around with live things, you know, and, you know, it's okay to laugh once in a while. But do not joke around with the things of God. Okay? You need to take them serious or you'll pay a price for it. He is, he, is, he is Thomas, the one who did not believe that Jesus resurrected after he was told by Mary and the disciple. If it was so after Jesus had just spoken, then said Thomas, which is called Didymus, unto his fellow disciple, let us go that we may die with him. What kind of joke is that? But it's told to us for us to take serious. Verse 17. Then when Jesus came, he found that he had a, a lame, uh, they had lame in the grave for four days already. It was not a surprise to Jesus, but we are being told a story by John the disciple, revealed to him by the Holy Spirit. It's important. It's important. Now Bethany was by nine, unto Jerusalem about 15 furlong off, another way, an hour or two a walk. And many of the Jews came to Martha and Mary to comfort them concerning their brother. Then Martha, as soon as they heard that Jesus was coming, they went up to meet him, but Mary was still in the house. At this time, Mary was the one that sent the first messenger to Jesus to come because his beloved friend, was, was, was sick dying four days ago. So Mary right now heard that Jesus was coming. She, she decided to stay in. She was too hurt. She was too much in pain to come out and meet the Lord. But Martha said, you know, then Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went to meet, to meet with him, but Mary was still in the house. Mary was still too hurt to come out. So Martha came out. Her sister came out. Then said Martha unto you, said, Lord, you know, you got someone that will speak out the problem, speak out she feel, expressing herself. She said, pressing herself with God. And this is what I tell people. If you are in pain, let the Lord know first. Tell God how you feel. Don't try to hide it because God, God already knows how you feel. What's hurting you? Shalom, Sister Luna. What causes you pain in your life? Tell the Lord how you feel. Tell the Lord to heal your pain, to help you to come through with the problem. He'll heal you. He is the God that healeth thee. He'll heal you. Tell the Lord how you feel. Tell the Lord your frustration. 
tell him. Martha was this kind of people, expressing herself. Okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell him how I feel. This is Martha. I'm going to tell Jesus how I feel. She comes out. She meets Jesus. Okay? Martha, as soon as she heard that Jesus was coming, went in to meet him with him. But Mary was still in the house. Mary was one of those people that is holding back her pain. Okay? She's not expressing herself. She should be telling the Lord how she feels, how much in pain she is. But she's not that kind of people. She wanna, she's one of those that hold the feeling inside. Now Martha. Martha is expressing herself. Then said Martha unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, someone said, why, why, why is she talking like this to, to the Lord? She's being honest. This is how she feels. My brother and sister, this is how she feels. She's being honest. She's expressing herself. Okay? Thank you, Lord. Martha said unto Jesus, Lord, if thou hast been here, my brother had not died. Okay? And she's speaking the truth there. She's speaking the truth. And notice that the Lord is not rebuking her for expressing herself, how she feels. And one of the facts that she's used, she knows is she's seen Jesus healing other people, resurrecting other people. Why couldn't he not done for, that for her brother that he loved so much? They were great friends. Okay? So she's expressing herself. But now, that even now, whosoever thou will ask God, God will give it to thee. So she's saying another truth of the Lord, okay, that if, if he was there, he would have healed Lazarus. Yes. That's why the Lord waited until he was buried. Because Jesus said to his disciple earlier that this healing, this miracle was for the glory of God. See, in Martha and Mary did not understand this, neither the disciple. Why did Jesus wait four days? And Jesus told them it was for the glory of God. But they were still not getting it. So Martha now is expressing herself. But one thing she missed to understand is that it's in the moment of God. It's in the right time in a God that Jesus is going to resurrect his brother. And then she's thinking, yeah, in the day of resurrection. But no. She missed one fact about Jesus here that he's going to make clear to her. Then Jesus said unto her, thy brother shall rise again. My brother insisted. Right at that moment, Martha's thinking, I know what he, why he's saying this. Of course, in the resurrection day, who's not going to rise again? Martha said unto him, I know that he shall rise again in the resurrection of the last days. My brother insisted. But there was one thing Martha did not understand here. Hallelujah. That yes, she was right. She's speaking about prophecy in the future. Yes. But one thing was she was missing. Jesus said unto her, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, he shall live. And whosoever live and believe in me shall never die. Believe thou this. Hallelujah. The revelation here is that, yes, there is a plan for a restoration by God. It talks about it in Revelation 19, that there will be the first resurrection. But here, Jesus is the resurrection. And at this moment, he can resurrect Lazarus with no problem. 
my brother and sister, and this is the moment of God here. The moment of God is here. So she said unto him, Yet, Lord, I believe thou art the Christ, the Son of God, thou shalt come into the world. So she's talking about prophecy now. That is to come. The Son of God that has come into the world. Yes, he is Messiah. He is the Son of God. He is the one that can do all things. Okay? But when she, when, when she has, has so said, she went her way and called Mary her sister secretly, saying, The Master has come and called for thee. Hallelujah. So now Martha has spoken her mind and her heart to the Lord. But now the Lord needs to deal with Mary. Okay, God's going to deal with each and one of us individuals. This is why this is a personal relationship with Jesus. Each and one of us needs to come to him and work on our relationship with him. Because each and one of us needs healing, needs restoration. My brother and sister, in our lives, in our personal life. And only our Lord Jesus can do that. Because only the Lord knows what's in our heart, what's in our life, what truly is in us. And he's the only one that knows what he wants to do in our lives. Because he made us in his image and likeness. My brother and sister. Verse 29. As soon as she heard, she arose quickly and came to him. This time, hallelujah, Mary is ready. The Lord had just dealt with Martha. And now he's going to deal with her sister Mary. My brother says, now Jesus was not yet coming to the town, but was in the place where Martha met him. The Jew then, hallelujah, were with her in the house and comforted her. And they saw Mary that arose hastily and went out to, to follow her, saying, she goes to the grave to weep again. These Jews did not understand what was happening. They thought that, that Mary got up and she was going to go and cry for her brother one more time. But by this time, she'd done enough whipping, crying. She had cried enough. And there's a time for cry, Ecclesiastes 3, that God will give you. When someone dies in your family, take the time to cry. Take the time to be healed. My brother and sister, it's very important that you cry for a situation that causes you pain. Don't think that you crying is a witness. On the contrary, it's your strength in the Lord. The Lord will give you strength to your crying through your tears. He will heal you, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. Verse 32. Then when Mary was come where Jesus was and saw him, she fell down on his feet. She humbled himself. Notice that before when Martha says to Mary, 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 Jesus is coming. She didn't want out. Because she had all the feeling in her heart inside her. And if she would have come out, who wouldn't know what happened at that moment? Okay? Jesus did not come to Mary right away. He dealt with her sister Martha. Martha is healed by now, but Mary is still in pain. And the Lord is still another day to deal with Mary. My brother and sister. Saying unto him, Lord, if thou hast been here, the same thing Martha said earlier. Notice why is she saying the same thing? Because now healing needs to come to Mary. Martha has just been healed by Jesus inside her emotion, psychologically. Now she's having peace about the matter. But now Mary, Mary's still troubled. And the Lord now is going to heal Mary. Thank you, Lord. 
My brother had now died. And when Jesus therefore saw her weeping, hallelujah, and the Jew also weeping with her, he groaned in the spirit. Now, why that Mary healing did not come the same as Martha, her sisters? It doesn't come the same. Well, Jesus never healed anyone the same. If you read about the, the blinds and the, the men Jesus healed, one of them, he put dirt in their eyes. He healed them differently. My brother insisted. So the healing for Martha and Mary are different too. Okay? And Mar- Mary wants to see from Jesus now that he truly cared for her brother to really be a move that he died. And the Lord is so sincere knowing what Mary is thinking, because he knows everything. He's crying at this moment. He is moved by her. He is moved by Lazarus. Death, groaning in the spirit, my brother and sister. This one groaning in the spirit in Romans chapter 8, that has to do with interceding to God, that God understands why the spirit is groaning, what's that groaning inside. And it's, he was talking directly with God at this moment. My brother and sister. And then was troubled. Okay? And where have you laid him, he, Jesus said. And he said, then said unto him, Lord, come and see. Jesus wept. Then said the Jew, behold, he loved him. So he's, he's showing that he truly loved Lazarus. And his sister Mary, seeing him cry, truly caring for him. Because remember, who sends the first message to Jesus? Through the, through the disciple. It was Mary. It was not Martha. If you read uh, uh, John 11 from the beginning, Martha is the one that sent the messenger to Jesus. I'm sorry, Mary. Mary is the one that sent the messenger to Jesus. The one that watched him with her hair. That got set free from many demons. She's the sister of Lazarus who sent messenger to the Lord to come. That her beloved, his friend, was sick. And it was going to die. And Jesus did not do what Mary asked. He did not do it. He waited four days before he showed up after he's been buried. He was second bed. He did not come. They buried his body. And four days after is when he shows up. My brother and sister. And some of them said, Could not this man which opened the eyes of the blind how costly even this man to have now died. So you, you had a few people there criticizing Jesus, being negative about the whole situation. <laughs> Sounds like we, we always have these people, these markers. Bible and sister. Verse 38. Jesus, therefore, again groaning himself, came to the grave in a cave, and the stone was laid on it. Jesus said, take away the stone. Martha, the sister of him, that was there, said unto him, Lord, by this time it stinketh that he has been there for days. Who respond? Who came to Jesus here in this story? My brother and sister, tell him, Brother Michael. Who came to Jesus in the story? Mary here in the last part. Martha had already come. But Mary is still quiet here in the story. The Lord is dealing with Mary now. Then now comes Martha, 
Jesus spoke, Mary did not respond. The one responding is Martha. Okay? Mary cannot even say a word. She's so much in pain. She's so hurt right now. She cannot even speak. But Martha spoke. Thank you, Lord. Jesus said unto her, Say not unto thee, talking to Martha, that if thou wouldest believe, thou should see the glory of God. And he had said this earlier to Martha, but Mary was not around to hear what Jesus said to Martha. Because remember, Martha came out to meet the Lord. Mary stayed in the house. Mary did not hear the conversation. So now the Lord is speaking to Martha, but Mary's there listening. My brother and sister. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead was laid. And Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank thee that thou hast hurt me. And he, Jesus is speaking this way or praying this way. Uh, Brother Ben said that we should pray aloud. He was talking about this yesterday. Brother, we, we should pray aloud. We should pronounce the things aloud. Well, here's the confirmation from the Lord in John 11. Jesus is praying aloud. And everyone there, Martha, Mary, and the Jew people that are there, and the disciples that are there, are hearing Jesus so loud speaking there. My brother insisted. Father, I thank thee that thou hast hurt me. And I knew that thou hearest me always because, thou, because of the people which stand by, I said it. He was saying that because of the people that were around him listening to him. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord, for knowing everyone's heart and everyone's mind too. That they may believe that thou hast sent me. Thank you, Lord. So if you thought that Jesus did not want to say those rabbi or the Jewish men that were there listening, he wanted to save them too, my brother and sister. And when he does, he cried with a loud voice, Lazarus, come forth. Thank you, Lord. He gave an order and a command. Hallelujah. And what do you think is going to happen when the Son of Man speaketh? Hallelujah. To the death, they will rise. And he that was dead came forth, bound foot in, in, in glove clothes, great clothes, I'm sorry. His face was bound about the knocking. Jesus said unto them, Loose him and let him go. And many of the Jews which came to Mary, hallelujah, have seen the things which Jesus did and believed on him. Hallelujah. They came to Mary because they knew what Jesus had done in the life of Mary earlier. Hallelujah. And so now they were questioning, but now they saw with their eyes. Some of them went their way to the Pharisee and told them how the things that Jesus has done. And God of the chief priests and the Pharisee and the council said, that, that, Do we, for this man does many miracles. Hallelujah. Thank you. And they told the high priest Caiaphas, Marble insisted, it was, it was the, the talk of the town. It was the message of the day when he resurrected Lazarus. But at this moment, Mary, like Martha, was being healed. Now getting a greater revelation of Jesus. Because they just learned, they just find out that just as the day of resurrection that they knew. But Jesus now proved that he is the resurrection and he is the life. That everyone who believes in him shall live again, he said. And this is for you and I in the last days. Anyone in Christ, my brother insisted, who's going to whatever you're going through, know this, that Jesus is our resurrection, that he has put in us his spirit. And no matter what happens to us in the days to come, 
And I say this because there's a persecution God's been showing to me and speaking to me about that is coming in the days to come. The church is going to be persecuted heavily. Many are going to lose their life. I worry now that you're going to lose your life because you have Jesus in your heart and your life, the restoration and the life. And no matter what they do to this body, know that you're going to get a glorified body. Thank you, Lord. God has a greater and mightier plan for you and I. We don't need to be afraid. We don't need to be scared. All we need to know is that the Lord is with us. Hallelujah. If the Lord is with us, who can come against us? Our victory in the Lord is secure, my brother and sister. We cannot lose in God. Everything we do in God, hallelujah, brings greater reward for us, for our life. And this is what God was showing me on the new earth. He had mightier things. He had greater things than, than what we can imagine, my brother and sister. And we need to be reminded of them. Thank you, Lord. And I'm going to remind you of them by reading it to you. In the word of God, John says, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth for the first heaven. Hallelujah. The first earth would pass away, and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the Holy Spirit, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God of heaven, prepare as a bride adorned for her husband. I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God with men, and he will dwell with them. They should be his people, and God himself should be with them and be their God. And God should wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there should be no more death, neither sorrow, neither cr- no crying, neither there should be any more pain for the former things that pass away. Pain, crying, and suffering are from this life, which will not be carried into our next life. My brother insisted, God's are greater things than what we know. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. Amen. And he said unto me, It is done. I am the Alpha, Omega, beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst, the fountain of the water of life freely. Hallelujah. He that overcomes shall inherit all things, and I will be his God. Hallelujah. He shall be my son. Thank you, Lord. But the fear for the unbelieving, the abominable, the murder, whose marker, the sorcerer, the idolater, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burned with fire and brings them, which is the second death. As we shared before, my brother insisted, those that get the mark of the beast will not, hallelujah, shalom, sister Renee, will not be able to overcome the second death. A sister in the show is supernatural with Brother Sitra. Lord took her to heaven and revealed to her the, the, the 666, the meaning of the 666. And one of the meanings of the 666 she shared was that from heaven, when you look at the Roman numbers, V1, which is 6, you got 5, which is B, and then the 1, when you look at it from heaven, it's IB. Mahaprabhu insisted. IB. People in the last day has been going to the medical, to the hospital more than ever. But that IB is also connected to, to COVID-19 by seeing, my brother insisted, because by seeing also is being injected into people in the hospital through the IB also, and also directly into the right hand, which is talk, talking about vaccination. That's why when I asked Jesus, 
if the COVID-19 vaccine was the mark of the beast, he says to me, it is the same. Because when you look at it from heaven, hallelujah, you see the sex and you invert the sex. God sees it right from heaven and we see it left. To us, it's a sex and to God, it's an IV, medical injection, my brother and sister. That's what God sees from heaven. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Remember, at one time, I shared this here on the Lord's Tower years ago. It was back in, I believe, 94, around there. Thank you, Lord. Or 96, 96, I would say. Around 97, try to think of the day, the year. I was in church, and I was praising God. And an anointing with fire came over me. It was like something supernatural that came over my life from heaven. My brother, while worshiping in church, I had my hand risen. But both of my hand, I was raising my hand to heaven. And I was moving my hand, and out of my mouth was coming a special worship in the spirit of God. And an anointing where tremendous glory and fire came over me in that place. My brother insisted. And as I was there in the presence of God, hallelujah, I looked at the Bible, and I knew that as the Jewish people read from right to left, if we read our Bible from right to left, we will get a better understanding in our mind, in our brain. Because when you are born, as a little child, you're beginning to read Every time they tell you to read something, letters, you begin to read them from right to left. And your parents, later on the teacher, okay, kindergarten or pre-kindergarten, have to tell you, no, my son, no, my daughter. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. No, my son, no, my daughter. You need to read it left to right. So in other, in other words, our brain on this earth has been taught train to read from left to right but originally when God made us it's to read from right to left I was even thinking the other night I should I should try to write a Bible or rewrite the Bible take the Bible and see if I can print or have a print from right to left like when you begin to read Genesis you can begin to read it from right to left it was I was thinking about this because I know God showed me this it was a tremendous presence of God, glory of God. And in that glory of God, God showed me that if we read the Bible from right to left, we will get such a vast understanding of God in our heaven because our brain don't have to convert anything. It will be simple for our brain, for our mind, for our spiritual understanding when we read from right to left to receive the blessing of the knowledge of God, my brother and sister. So I was meditating on this the other night. Thank you, Lord, that if we had a Bible available for us, that we can read it from right to left and change it from what humanity and the devil have put together for us to read it, my brother insisted, we will get such a better understanding of God. So she was saying that she was standing with Jesus in two angels, three in heaven, as this six 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 were being revealed to her. And the Lord was explaining to her, God from heaven, my brother insisted, okay, K 
can re- can see the sex, sex, sex right. We see a left. We see sex is a left. But if you're turning around in Romans numeral, you will see something different and understand something much different as God see it and understand it from heaven. Hallelujah. Marvel insisted. The reason why we talk about the pine needle tea sister is because in the six, 70s, I believe it is earlier, but early 70s, the elite knew, because they used this in, in, in medications, that the pine needle tea can, can uh, destroy nanotechnology. And Dr. Foxy and them knew this, that if you have nanotechnology in your body, and you take pine needle tea, throw it that technology, because that technology in the COVID-19 vaccine to change our DNA. But if you're able to give someone who has that technology, like to the COVID-19 vaccine, it will begin to destroy that technology. And so this is why, when, when before they released the, the, the COVID-19 vaccine, they began to buy U.S. pine needle tea companies. They began to buy them off. And no one, no one understood why. Because it's so simple, something that you don't even think about it. But because these companies were making it available for people, then they, they, they began to buy them off. The elite began to sorrow them, began to buy them, these pine tea company. They began to buy them off so they won't make pine tea available for people anymore. My brother insisted. So, because if people taste them, especially those that are vaccinated, it will destroy the, the, the nanotechnology in it by saying that changes people's DNA. Then the technology will not be able to change people's DNA anymore. So that's why their plan to buy, the, buy off the pioneer companies that were selling, selling these things in, in, in Amazon online, making it available for people, all of a sudden these, these companies went out of business. And no one knew why. But when one of the doctors... And Brighton, I believe it was, was talking about this, revealing this to people. Because she tried to get some tea for one of the companies that have these, these, these tea available. Hallelujah. I don't know exactly how long you need to take. Drink it. So it but they, they say that if you take this tea uh, for a while, okay, then, it, but see, I also heard, and we need to be careful with it because someone mentioned this to me. To make your own pine needle tea is dangerous because some pine needle trees are poison. Okay, they're poison. And if you don't know which of the pine needle, because some, they look the same. They look the same. A lot of people have them in the backyard and they're poisonous. So I don't want, not going to send you to go ahead and pick up your own pine needle tea and die out of it. You know, hurt yourself with it. So I cannot tell you to do that. So this is why it, it, it's difficult for to, you to tell someone, you know, the one that the company had used, these are selected, separated one that they already tested to be in safe, natural, and then you can go ahead and, and you know, buy the one that they already had tested safe. But the one that you can get in your backyard, can it's poisonous. So think about it. How can I say to you, oh, you have it in your back, I just go pick it up and no, no, no. Okay? No. So unless you 
know someone or have a good knowledge of a pine needle, that's different because then you can ask someone who knows about it or you probably have the knowledge about it. And then because you need to know exactly what pine needle you you can use to make tea because a lot of them are not safe. They're poisonous, okay? Someone mentioned this to me. I'm like, yeah, that's right. That, and I was reading it online. So you need to know. You can Google this stuff. You can research this. And, and, and if there's a book up there, okay, <laughs> the pine tree that Jesus uh, cursed could consider fruit, but it was, okay, so so it, it just, we need to be safe. That's what I'm saying. And if you don't have a good knowledge of it, then it could be dangerous, okay? So the one that they sell online is safe. You hear, you can read a testimony online. They'll tell you it's good or safe. I, get, I believe we gave the link uh, about it. Uh, I know Brother Ben is listening. He said he might be here with us on Tuesday night to provide us with information about different topics that we've been talking about. And he does a lot of research, my brother and sister, online. For me, he sends me a lot of links. He, he, he helps me a lot, okay? So... Um, he doesn't usually go on the chat room. He listens uh, through his cell phone. So if he's able to come this Tuesday night, which he said he was going to try to join me on Tuesday night and, and help us with the information, that's what he says to me yesterday. I hope he can. He said he would. And and then, you know, I, I said I would mention it to the brothers and sisters uh, that he might be coming on Tuesday night and join us and provide us with more information. If you have questions, you can ask him. He really does a lot of this research. Maybe he can bring us a, a, a pine needle, more information about the pine needle tea, okay, in regard to which one is safe and which one is not safe, whether you can go ahead and pick it up in your backyard and use it, make tea out of it, because if it's not safe, then it's not recommended. Then we need to know which one is safe or how to, how to know which one is safe also. You know, it's something that the Indians know, but we don't remember anymore. So please be careful with those uh, with those things, my brother and sister. Amen. But we are in the last days. So much is happening. We heard about all these bad news, but the uh, currency, U.S. dollar, petrodollar, is being, China already dropped it, Russia, India, Brazil. Uh, I heard of another country today that just dropped the dollar today. One of Asia country just dropped a dollar today also. My brother and sister, which was bringing, um, it was bringing billions of dollars into the U.S. market. It's being dropped almost every single day. But this is part of the prophecy that God has told us it will come to pass. The U.S. dollar is going to fall. The U.S. economy is going to fall. My brother and sister, this, there's no holding this back anymore. This nation has turned their back on God, and God is allowing these things to happen to this nation. This nation should be crying out to God, repenting daily, going, getting back into repenting, seeking God again, my brother and sister, not turning away from God as they have done. Okay? The revelation the Lord has given me in regard to America, America wants to make her way. America slapped Jesus on the face several times now. And it's turning away from Jesus. <laughs> Excuse me. 
and do not want to listen to the Lord anymore. And America is being punished by this. Disobedient God will always punish. My brother and sister, turning their back on God, God will always punish. But now God has his people in America. So God's going to protect us and keep us and, and provide to us. Father spoke to me about these things a couple of years ago or more. And he said, my brother and sister, that he will provide to his own children. Yes, he showed me the economy falling, company falling, airline company falling. Things are going to get really bad. Okay? But he said he will be with us. He will supply our need. My brothers, that we don't need to be afraid. Okay? Because he will be with us. He will supply our need. And so far, he's been so faithful to us. He's not going to change tomorrow, neither. He's still going to be faithful to us. He's still going to supply our need. My brother and sister. Okay? So please, hallelujah, continue to trust the Lord, continue to seek the Lord, but look forward to being obedient, because under disobedience, there is no guarantee, my brother and sister. Okay? You need to understand that under disobedience, there is no guarantee. God will provide us under obedience. He will supply our need under obedience. We must listen to him and let him guide us. My brother insisted. Hallelujah. Uh, I don't know who said that. I know three days of darkness are coming. It happened in Egypt before the Passover. Three days of darkness went on. And I believe, I know three days of darkness are coming. I know there are people speaking against the three days of darkness. Okay? But that's between them and God. We know what God has said. And I, I tell people, seek the Lord about it. Fast and pray. The Lord will reveal it to you. Three days of darkness are coming. Okay? They are coming, my brother and sister. The Lord spoke about the three judgments that are coming also. Okay? The earthquake in California. The earthquake in California. The eastern tsunami in the water of Israel. The water in Israel, you can already see that the, the clock of God is Israel. God told this to brother our, 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 our bird in heaven. The Lord says to brother our bird in heaven, Jesus standing beside him, my son, Israel is your time clock on the earth that God has given you. Whatever you see happening on, on Israel, it will show you, it will show you that this, this, this is the end. And right now, we can already see the rising in, in, in Israel nonstop, nonstop. And what is that all about, dividing Jerusalem? I said, remember we talked about Jerusalem being divided? The UN is about to speak about the division of Jerusalem. Remember that most of the members of the UN are in favor of dividing Jerusalem. The only delay they have is because Donald Trump, God used Donald Trump to take a step ahead of the UN in 2017 and declare Jerusalem the capital of the Jewish people. And that creates a problem for the UN. My brother insisted. Okay? Because the, Jerusalem has been declared the capital of the Jewish people. How do you divide it now? How do you divide Jerusalem? Well, the UN have worked out a, a, a plan. They have a plan. Okay? The Temple Mount, the eastern part, to give it to the Palestinians and leave the West for the Jewish people. But that's not going to work. That's not going to work, my brother insisted the way they thought. So that means the Dome of the Rock needs to stay where it is, which is going to be destroyed. 
It's the plan of the UN to keep the Dome of the Rock there for the Palestinians and give the, the, the eastern part to the Jewish people. But that's not going to work. It's just not going to work. But they have this already in writing and document, and they need to speak it out to the world and make it official. What I believe that they're trying to do is convince Benjamin Netanyahu to sign it up and advise the leaders of the Palestinians to sign it up, get them both together, and once they sign it up, the U.N. will make it official, and then the line will be divided. Then the police of the Palestinian forces will take the part that belongs to the Palestinian and put their own protection, their own army, which not more than has happened yet. But the U.N. has these documents on hand, okay? And have talked about it lightly that they're about to announce this. I thought before the last, because they mentioned it, that before 2020, I'm sorry, 2022, they were going to announce this, but they didn't, okay? They didn't. We waited. It was December 2022. They never made the announcement. They delayed it again. They delayed it again. Now, they want to bring into Israel the digital CBDC control. And this riots are for many reasons. A lot of people don't understand the reason that they're trying to do all this. CBDC, dividing Jerusalem, my brother and sister, so much. Okay, the construction of the temple cannot begin unless they have the place with the first temple, the first temple, my brother and sister, was constructed. And the first temple, the altar of Solomon, and the first temple of, of Second Chronicle 7, if you go back six chapter 6, Talking about the construction of the temple, the God gave Solomon, and Solomon would put it together with all the men, wise men that God gave in him. Mabel insisted, the altar of the sacrifice in the temple, it is exactly where the dome of the rock is, according to history. This is according to history, going back to the first temple, not the second, because a lot of people focus on the second. Mabel insisted. There might be a reason why the second was destroyed. Might be a reason why the second was destroyed by the Romans. Okay? Because the first temple, the altar, a sacrifice was exactly what the Dome of the Rock is. And I believe this is why the enemy wanted the Dome of the Rock altar to be made exactly what the former's altar of sacrifice was to God which means communication with God, with the Almighty, okay? So it has to be constructed there, okay? A lot of the newer rabbis have been trying to convince the older rabbis that it can be constructed further north, but it's no, no. You cannot change a map of direction that God is giving you. It's like when God told Noah to make the ark and told him, give him all the measurements. God gave Solomon everything for that temple, and it was constructed right where God wanted it. Solomon was being led by God. Noah was being led by God. Everything has to be under the direction of God. 
So if it was right there, why would it change now? That made no sense. Because God knows the place where he wants to be worshipped. And that is his place. And that abomination that Jesus talked about in Matthew 24, 15, that said it in the holy place, that tomb of the rock, that antichrist place, my brother and sister, needs to be removed. The dome of the rock needs to be destroyed. It needs to be removed from there for the construction of the third temple. I can have a, a million Jews disagree with me, but I can have another million agree with me of the elder ones that knows the Old Testament. You have to go back to Solomon. You have to go to Chronicles and Kings and stick with it. Don't let anyone tell you, oh, no, they can construct it further north. Nonsense. Nonsense. God knows everything. God said that the temple will be constructed in days of trouble. Exactly. That's when it's going to be constructed, in days of trouble. Not when people uh, want it. A lot of people want it now, including people in Israel. No. But the signs now are the God, the fullness of the Gentile have come. And the fullness is all these nations rising, they're going to form an army who's going to rise and go against Israel. Russia has rise, but Russia will also fall, my brother insisted. I heard today from, from one of the Ukrainian generals that said in a speech a few days ago that Russia is launching a missile now that Ukraine don't have the technology to stop, my brother insisted. And I was thinking, so what happened with the support of the U.S. and NATO? Why are they not giving them the weapons to Ukraine to protect and defend themselves? Because you got a general from Ukraine saying that with Russia launching against them, they cannot stop. They say they don't have the technology to stop these missiles. Okay? But NATO and United States have, and they promise they will give Ukraine whatever they need. So what's going on here? What's going on here? The prophecy of Daniel are being fulfilled. Jeremiah and Isaiah. These prophecies that we've been studying on Tuesday night are being fulfilled right before our eyes. Russia have rise. And they began to use their olden weapons from 40 and 60 years ago. Maple insisted the 23 drums, second generations are still being used. The third generation is already flying over NATO. And they got to 17 generation drums sitting, waiting to be used by the Russians, my brother and sister. This is going to get ugly. And this is just the beginning at the end in regard to they're getting ready to attack other nations. And they're going to do it. They have the technology. They have the weapons. They just came up, up this week with a bomb. My brother and sister, that can sink, it's a bomb, it's such a powerful nuclear weapon that it will sink a country into the sea, or either half of the country, my brother and sister. And they're, they're planning to use it. Why were they allowed to make this type, of, this type of weapon? I don't know in that regard, but I know what the Bible says, that the end is here. And the signs that the Lord needs to raise his church are all about, all around us. This is why we need to be repenting. We need to be seeking the Lord with all of our hearts, not leaning on our own understanding. What we think we know, we don't know. When God showed me the new earth, 100 years into the new earth, 
and I saw us, I saw what God made for us, you know what I what came to my mind was this. What we think we know, we don't know. We know very little. God's plans for us are much, much greater than the garden, much higher. His plan are than us. My brother insisted. He says he will come for us. He is coming for us. He knows what his enemy are planning. He's going to get his church out of here. My brother insisted. I was reading Matthew 25 earlier. And I noticed something, my brother insisted, out of the, out of the New King James Bible, that they call the bride, the, the bride of Christ, the wife of Christ. Why are they calling in the newer Bible the bride of Christ, the wife of Christ? My brother insisted. Think about it. They're telling you, if you're already married, why are you waiting for the rapture? They're trying to kill our hope in the Lord. Because when you are a bride, you're looking forward to being married. But if you're already married, you're not looking forward to being married. You're already married. Okay? So they're trying to kill people's hope by bringing you all these new translations. My brother and sister, hallelujah. The Bible says, Then shall the kingdom of heaven be like unto ten virgins. We took their lamp and went to meet with the bridegroom. My brother and sister, five of them were wise and five of them were foolish. They that were foolish took their lamp and took no oil with them, which we know that extra oil is the Holy Spirit. But they that were wise, wise took oil with a vessel and with a lamp. While the bridegroom tarry, they all slumber and slept. In the midnight, there was a cry made, Behold, the bridegroom cometh, go out to meet him. You know what they heard here? They heard here the trumpet, the shofar. That indicate God had always led his people with a sound of shofar. Right when he led them out of Egypt, every time they moved, every time they made a move, a shofar was sound, a trumpet. We call it trumpet, but it's actually a shofar was sound, my brother and sister. So in the midnight hour, there was a cry. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. The cry is made because in the, immediately people noticed they were not ready for the bridegroom. So they're crying because they realized they were not ready. They were not dressed. They were not pure. They were not holy. So they're crying. My brother insisted. Hallelujah. Behold, the bridegroom cometh. Why there was a cry? Because they heard a shofar. Go out ye out to meet him. Notice how the shofar, the trumpet, the trumpet is tied to you and I, our spiritual life with him, our spiritual connection with the Lord. In our Spirit, when we hear the shofar, it will, it will sound clear, and it will sound that we are connected with the Lord in spirit. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. And all the virgin arose and trimmed the lamb, my brother and sister. The trimming of the lamp is, am I ready? 
Am I ready? This is this this is the that in the Lord, what we are going to get in the spirit is a realization whether I'm ready or not. The five foolish virgin at this moment as they're trimming the lamps. This is this is a check in their in their in their in their lives. My brother insisted. Remember uh, when Paul told the Corinthians before they take the supper of the Lord to check themselves? This is a check in the spirit that you you're being convicted by the Lord at this moment. Hallelujah. Am I ready? Am I ready? The Lord's coming now. Am I ready? I hear the shofar. Am I ready? At every moment, you're being convicted that you're not if you're not. Yes, if you are. You get a joy that, yes, you're ready. Or there's a fear that you know you're not ready. You haven't been repenting. You haven't been seeking the Lord daily. You you haven't been confessing your sin. You haven't been in communion and union with the Lord. That's the check in your spirit right at the moment. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord. Oh, Lord, if you're not ready, I'm not ready. Oh, Lord, thank you. Yes, you came. Finally, thank you. If you're ready. Thank you, Lord. And the foolish sister, the wife, give us of your oil for our lamps are gone out. The conviction of these women, brothers and sisters, was so strong in the spirit that they immediately knew they were empty. They were out of oil. It's not enough to get into heaven. Because daily repenting is a daily infilling from the Lord, from the Holy Spirit. When you repent of your sin and trespasses before the Lord in your spirit, you get a confirmation from the Spirit of God that you are a daughter and a son of God. That your confession, that you have confessed, that you're doing right. And that oil is being poured into your life. And the moment you are confessing sincerely, you're telling God how sorry you are, and that you just want to be holy and righteous like him, and your spirit, you're being so convicted by the Lord, by the Holy Spirit, that you know at that moment, yes, Lord, I'm coming home. You're being taken home at that moment. But these, these brides that were not ready, the conviction was so strong that they saw that the other wise ones were ready. Give us, give us, give us some of your oil. Give us some of your oil. But this personal relationship with Christ is not something that can be given away. It's between you and God. You have to be in your closet with him daily, in your prayer repenting daily. No one can give it to you. You can say, oh, my pastor's so anointing. What about you? Oh, you know, this preacher, I was listening to this preacher. He's so anointing. I can feel the presence. But what about you? Are you anointed? Are you there with the Lord? Are you repenting? Because if you're repenting, you're also anointed. Because that's the oil that's being poured into your life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Give us some of your oil, Lord. Give us, Lord. But the wise one's saying, not so. They're so wise that they know that this is not time to be playing around. This is not time now. It's not time. You're going home at this moment. Not time to be playing around now. No. Not time for this. There is not be enough for us in you. Okay? 
Now that that because see the wise one has been repenting, checking themselves daily with the Lord. That's what repenting is. You're repenting your sin, your trespasses. You being in communion, you're checking yourself with Him. You want to make sure you're ready every day, any moment, any hour. When He comes, you go home. That's what Jesus says to me in heaven, my son. You need to be ready every moment, every hour that when I come, you can come home with me. That's how it is. Every moment, every hour. As long as you have the Holy Spirit in you, you're repenting and the blood of Jesus cleansing you from all righteousness daily. Thank you, Lord. The Lord says, yes, you'll be ready. You'll be ready. But go ye rather to them that sell and buy for yourself. Because that's what, that's what the world has made. Hallelujah. Believers to be about buying and sell. Oh, they say, I got this revelation from God. You need to send me an offering for $100, $200, and I'll get it to you right away. So buying and sell. Preacher, look, I got this oil. If, if you send me an offering for $100, I'm going to send you this bottle of oil, and, and you can anoint yourself, anoint your house. You'll be fine. You'll be ready. It's all about buying and sell with these people. It's a business to them. Not the business of God, their own personal business, their own personal agenda to make themselves rich and wealthy. That's what it's all about with them. And the wise one said to the, to the other, Nasto, you, you cannot fall for this business up there of buying what you need as a Christian. It's a business of the world, not of God, of the world, of people. My brother insisted, Nasto. Let it be not enough for us. You get into that business, you will not have enough. This is personal relationship for you, for us and you. But go rather to them that sell and buy for yourself. See, at this moment, they don't want to be distracted by these other ones that are not ready. Go to them. They knew at this very moment that if you're not ready, as the Lord said, they're going to stay behind. You cannot sit there and argue with people. Don't sit on YouTube, on Facebook. They're arguing people. Let them go. Let them go their way. Let them go buy what they want, what they need. You continue to repent and seek the Lord. Don't sit there wasting your time because that will take your oil away. That will leak your oil out. Notice with people that goes online getting into the chat room arguing people, they find out later on they have no oil. How did this happen? You can't, you can't argue with those people. You'll never win with them. They always think they're right. Even though they're wrong and sin and much more, they think they're right. Don't sit there arguing. Let them go. Go, brothers, go sell, buy for yourself. He says, verse 10, And while they went to buy, <laughs> very obedient here, while they went to buy, the bridegroom came, and they that were ready went in with, with him into the marriage, and the door was shut. Who shut the door? Father. In Genesis chapter 7, Father shut the door of Noah in with his family. He shut them in. Bible says he shut them in. Who shut this door? Father. He's going to shut the bride in. No one else can come in. My brother insisted. I heard people saying years ago, oh, some people can still come in. Um, not after the door is shut, and the door is about to be shut. The Lord is warning. The Lord is warning through his prophet. 
the door is about to be shut. Now, don't lose hope. People can still be saved in the Great Tribulation. Beheaded. They need to be beheaded for Christ. So pray that they're able to be beheaded. That God will give them the bravery for them to die for Jesus. Please, continue to pray for your family. God will help them to die for him, even if they stay behind. God is faithful. God can do it. All things are possible with him. My brother and sister. Afterward came the, also the other virgin saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. Hallelujah. They still have their title. Because even going into the Great Tribulation, people were going with their title. It's so you know the title doesn't mean anything. Other virgins, they still have their title with them. But they have to stay behind in the Great Tribulation. My brother and sister. Hallelujah. Saying, saying, Lord, Lord, open to us. This sounds like a good prayer. This sounds like a prayer that some people say, hey, we'll open the doors. I have it wide open. I'm sorry. But once Father shuts the door, there will be no prayer that will open those doors. God has said it through his prophet that many will come, Lord, Lord, Lord. But they're going to have to stay behind, the Lord has said. The door will not open. God has made it clear. It seems like a lot of people don't get it. Bible insisted. But he answered and said, Verily I say unto you, I know you not. What is the know you not? Know you not is a lack of relationship with Christ, with God. If you have not been in a relationship, a personal relationship, repenting daily, he doesn't know you, and you don't know him either. He doesn't know you, because you're not confessing your sins. You're not confessing your trespasses. You're not seeking him from your heart. You're not giving him your heart. You're not giving him your life. You're not giving him your everything in personal relationship. You see? It's like the husband, after being married with his wife, finding out later on, oh, I cheated on you. When? Or the wife finding out from the husband, oh, I cheated on you. When? See, all that would have been reserved so in communication. That's what prayer is about. I, you did what? When? You did what? When? And they're both like, I don't know you. I don't know you. I, I, am I just getting to know you? Exactly. Prayer is communication with God. And as you say to the other person, I don't know you, the Lord will say, I know you not. I don't know you. The same word. I know you not. I don't know you. Because you got stuff in you. You're not repenting. You're not confessing. You're not, you're not telling me what's truly in your heart. You're not repenting from your heart. You're not coming to me for me to help you. For me to go inside of you and heal you, restore you. That takes forgiveness and so much more. Forgiveness from God and forgiveness to yourself also. Mistake you made, the devil accuses you of after you have repented to God because you have not forgiven yourself neither. God forgives you. Forgive yourself also. Forgive the people that hurt you. Father, forgive them because they know not what they do, Jesus prayed. Why do you think he prayed that? Not to hold any unrepenting to them, any grief, any unforgiveness, any hurting toward them. If you are able to forgive the people that have hurt you, you're not hurting. You're not holding unforgiveness in you. Burden, pain, unforgiveness. Inside of you to anyone doesn't matter who it is that hurt you. You need to forgive them. 
That's why Jesus said, Father, forgive them because they know not what they do. They're hurting you. They're causing you pain. And you say, Lord, I don't want to hold nothing against this person. Please forgive me. Heal me, Lord, from any pain, any unforgiveness to these people, Lord. Please, Lord, heal me from any unforgiveness, any pain, any hurting, Lord. See, because the devil is not going to stop accusing you, making you feel bad. They hurt you, and the devil makes you feel bad about it. And they're the one that causes the pain. Because, see, you're supposed to react in forgiveness. You haven't asked the Lord that you want to forgive him. If you're having a hard time forgiving someone, ask the Lord to help you. Lord, I want to be obedient to your commandment, Lord, to forgive one another, to pray for one another. I want to forgive this person from my heart. Help me, Jesus. I'm going to fast. I'm going to pray until you help me forgive these people, Lord. Hallelujah. And the Lord will help you. How, you say. You don't need to know how. With God, all things are possible. You'll find out, like it happens to me, if I ask the Lord to help me, that I didn't have that resentment anymore, that pain, that I had to that person. And then the Lord had me confront that person, person that had hurt me years ago. I forgiven and I pray and fast that the Lord told me to do so, that I needed to forgive this person. One day I go to Home Depot on North. The person sees me come, Brother Alvy. The Lord made it happen. And right there I had to act in love. I had to truly not act. It's not an acting. React in love is the word. My action was, I have forgiven you. Thank you, Lord. And he, he was able to receive it. He was expecting for me to reject him. But when I acted back in love, he was surprised. Because he had hurt me, my brother and sister. He tried to kill me. He tried to use the gun to kill me as a believer. It's hard to you to deal with someone who threatened you with a gun in his hand to try to kill you. But the Lord said I had to forgive him, my brother and sister. Thank you, Lord. And that's what I did. He threatened me with a gun to kill me. Still me doing the will of God, knowing what I was doing for the Lord. And he still used a gun to try to kill me. A minister, someone that I respected in the Lord. But he felt he was possessed by the enemy. He felt he had the authority to do so and try to do so. God did not allow him to. But God now, the Lord spoke to me that I needed to forgive those that had hurt me. So I had to turn back to him and, re- and love him back, forgive him, and then let him know I forgive him from my heart, that I was not holding anything against him. My brother and sister, thank you, Lord. If you buy a gun to protect your house, you're going to use it and kill someone. My brother and sister. And, and thank you for that question. Because we, we were reading it in, in um, Genesis, let me see, I believe it was Genesis 9, where God spoke to, to Noah, my brother and sister. This, I believe this was yesterday. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. 
God is so awesome. Hallelujah. He is so good that he's always wanting to keep us and protect us. Genesis 9, 6. Who shed a man's blood. This, is what, this was before the law of Moses. Before the law. Whoever shed a man's blood, by men shall his blood be shed. For in the image of God, God may he men. Then the Lord told to Peter that whoever killed by the sword will die by the sword. So it's the same thing. Same thing. Thou shalt not kill. It was reconfirmed through the, through the Ten Commandments. Thou shalt not kill. And then Jesus said in the New Testament to Peter, before the law, during the law, and after the law, God said that we should not, should not share men's blood. Now, when someone kills someone, it opens the door to a principality, wicked one, really wicked one. God, when God said that thou should not do it and you go ahead and do it, you don't know what's behind it. God tells you because it's better for you not to do it. And when you kill someone, it opens the door for a murderer spirit, demon, principality. In the moment the person killed this other man, it doesn't matter who, a police officer, an army, marine, navy, it doesn't matter who it is who kills another man. That demon will enter that person. That door gets open, and it's the only way the principality can get a hold of that life. When I was preaching this on the Lord Tower years ago, the word in Iraq was going on. A soldier contacted me crying like a man, a grown man crying like a baby. Because he, he had killed someone, and the demon had got a hold of him. And he didn't know how to be free of this. He was confessing. He said he was, and the demon was principally was telling him to put a gun to himself and kill himself. How many soldiers in I, U.S. soldiers that went to Iraq took put a gun to the brain and blew up the brain? I believe someone said in the, in the thousands, but I believe it was in the hundreds. Okay, that killed himself. My brother and sister, why? Because they opened that door to that principality. God, when he tells us something, it's for our own good. Again, he says, Whosoever share men's blood, by men's blood shall, shall he be shed. For in the image of God, God made he men. My brother and sister, a lot of people don't know this. They don't know. They don't understand it. This is something very powerful and deep. And deep. But this happens to even soldiers, police officers, people that have killed other people, that this demon get hold of them. They're not the same anymore. My brother, my sister. And people wonder why. Hallelujah. And it's because God told, told us. He told men. He warned men. Okay? Not to do so. When, when they do, when they take that, that, that step of doing so, then it happens, and it's very difficult for someone to be set free from this. My brother and sister. Okay? I was talking about this on the Lord Tower years ago, and the soldier contacted me to tell me how he felt and what he was going through. 
I pray with him. I advise him. My brother insisted. But here is where you need to cry out to the Lord. Cry out to God. Get on your knees. Cry out to God for help. Repent of what you have done. Cry out to God for help, my brother insisted. You need to confess what you did to the Lord. You need to ask the Lord to, to heal you and to set you free. Because that demon do not want to leave, do not want to abandon you. He is in your life. He wants to ruin you now, my brother insisted. And you, you, this, this demon get hold of people's mind, emotion, my brother and sister. And people don't know what to do. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Praise you, Lord. They don't know. Hallelujah. Uh, here, let me, let me thank you, Lord. Read it here. Hallelujah. Uh, Matthew twenty six fifty one. And behold, one of them, which what way Jesus stretched out his hand, drew his sword. Okay? And it was, let me go back a little, just to so you, remind you. Uh, 26, 47 of Matthew. While yet he spoke, Lord Judah, the twelve came with him, great multitude, with sword and, and stave from the chief priests and the elder of the people. And behold, one of them which went with Jesus stretched out his hand, drew his sword, struck the servant of the high priest, and smote off his ears. Then Jesus said unto him, Put, put again thy sword into thy place. For all that day that, that take thy sword shall perish by the sword. Okay? I want to read this to you because this is New Testament. Because I have people, oh, Brother Elvie, you, 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 um, you're reading this from the Old Testament and all that. No, no. I got to read it to you from the New. Okay? My brother insisted. Oh, Lord. I know this will bring a lot of questions, but this is important you know. Okay? This door gets open. The person gets this demon. And a lot of people don't know what to do with it, and they take a gun to their head and they kill themselves. Other people's lives become really bad. There's, there's all kinds of reaction when this happened. My brother and sister, all kinds of reaction from people. This man was crying like a baby after he did this, and the demon was ruining him. And he, some, he talked to someone and said, here, contact Brother Elvie. I was talking about this on the Lord's Hour. I was able to pray for him, with him. He felt the strong presence of the Lord. He was able to contain himself, you know, self-control, which he died. He was losing control, you know, especially if he was a Christian. And then, you know, as a soldier went to Iraq, that this, and now he was a mess. My brother, no one was, was advising him or helping him or anything. Seeing his, his friends kill and all that, it was terrible. My brother insisted, but the Lord is good, and he's here for us. Bible said he came to set the captive free. My brother insisted. The one that said that thou shalt not kill was God. Not me. Not our leader. My brother insisted. Okay, God. He started confessing to the Lord what, what he did. From his heart crying like a baby. <clears throat> he felt deliverance. He felt deliverance, my brother insisted. Months now, which he really was looking forward to it. Hallelujah. Because I told him, you need to confess what you did. You need to do so. 
You need to understand what you've done. And this, this to a lot of Christians, well, wait a minute. Why? Because remember what the word of God said. Okay? God said that would happen. Now, if you read Deuteronomy 28, you read about the obedience and the blessing. Then you read about the curse that comes afterward. Every single curse that comes afterwards is a demon. And to the person's life that causes all these things. That opens the door. Disobedience opens the door to demon. Okay? When God says to Noah, okay, whoever shed men's blood, by men's blood shall he be shed. In the image of God, he created men. He said, surely your, your blood and your life will I require. Look what God is saying there to Noah. I will require your blood, your lives. At the hand of every beast, what I require it. And the hand of, of men, at the hand of every man, brother, I will require the life of men. Who's the one who gave us life? God. Who's the one saying to us, I require your life? Your life is mine, God is saying. Every single human being is, is a life of God, made in the image of God. If you take that life, who says I will require this? God. It's God saying it. This is his word. This is, he created heaven and earth, the Bible says. My brother insisted. Healing will open that principality door, that demon. That ruins people's life, lead people to take their own life. And take the life of other people also. It's really bad. A lot of people don't know this. It could be a police officer, army, marine, navy. doesn't matter who you are. You take that step. To kill someone is exactly what's going to happen. And a lot of people can testify to you, my brother and sister. Okay? Amen. Thank you for that verse, sister. A lot of people testify to you that have done that have been in the war in Iraq and all that. How their life changes when they've been there. Hallelujah. Okay? It's, it's someone's sister was saying to us yesterday, but brother Elvie, if they're doing it to defend the country, to defend the people, um, God's word cannot lie. God cannot lie. God cannot tell you something in his word and then not come into pass, first of all. God is truth. Okay? Marvel insisted. And what he says in his word is for us not to take other people's life. Now, you can now argue it with God and say, well, wait, God, these people are wicked. These people are evil. This is... You know, I like what a police officer said, a Christian police officer. This is what he said. My chief can give me an order for me to take a shot at someone while I have the gun in my hand. But it's my choice to kill that person, he says. It's my choice. My chief can give me an order. But now it's my choice. Oh, I love when he said that. And I choose not to kill because I fear God and I know his word. He says, oh, man, to me that was like, oh, thank you. Because that's, that's, that's what we need to understand. You can get an order from your leader. But you're the one with the gun in your hand. Tupac Shakur said, God don't kill people. People kill people. And Tupac is saved by Jesus. 
Win in Houston and stay by Jesus. Elvis Presley is saved by Jesus. Kobe Bryant saved by Jesus. Okay? My brothers, it's your choice. Tupac was being shot at when he was repenting to Jesus. He knew that at that very moment when he was being shot, his only chance out of that was Jesus repenting. Okay? And he was repenting. My brother and sister. The moment they were shooting him, bullet was going through his body. Lord, forgive my sins. Lord, I repent. His friends that was there watching him when he saw him being shot at, what did he hear Chupac saying? I'm sorry, Jesus. I'm sorry, Lord. Please forgive my sins. He went on his knees being shot at, repenting. His friends who still alive today testify. It's online. You can look it up. A Chupac repenting while he's being, he was being shot. He was saying, I'm sorry to Jesus. It's your choice. It's your choice. You see, they can take away his life, but they cannot take away the choice of him repenting. That's what that officer say. My chief can give me an order for me to shoot someone, but I'm the one with the gun in my hand. It's my choice, he says. Oh, when he said this, oh, thank you, Lord. Because someone's got to speak up the truth, my brother and sister. A lot of people think, so, oh, you have to do it because you're getting an order from, from, your, from your higher officer. You are the one with the gun. It is your choice, remember. My brother insisted, it's your choice. It's your choice. Hallelujah. An older lady, I, I saw this uh, a video from, I believe it was Texas. Okay. This thief came to steal from this older lady. She had a shotgun. Okay. And he's breaking through her window. At this very moment, she's in the room. She got the shotgun in her head, okay? She could have shot him in his head or in his body somewhere. You know what she was looking to shot him at? His leg. My brother insisted. She didn't know if he had a gun. She didn't know if he can kill her. But she was thinking, I don't need to kill him. All I need to do is stop him. That's what she was thinking. My brother and sister. And she aimed at his leg, shot him on the leg. When the police got there, the teeth were injured on the floor, bleeding. Not dead. They were able to call an ambulance, take him to the hospital, and later on he was okay. Now, this is what someone else would have done. You're breaking into my property. You're breaking into my house. Okay? I'm going to kill you. And the point of the head or the body and kill this young man that she shot in the leg. What is the intention of the person who is killing the person? Exactly what God says to Noah. Okay? Surely your blood of your life will I require, the Lord says to Noah. Of the hand of every beast I will require, of the hand of every man, of the hand of every brother I will require the life of man. Whosoever shed men blood, by men blood shall he be shed, for in the image of God he made men. What is she thinking? I know God that wants me to kill. Thou shalt not kill. I'm not going to kill this young man. He's breaking into my house through the window. I can see him. He's pointing the, she's pointing her shotgun at him. 
But she's trying to shoot him in the leg, not in the body or in the head, like someone else would. My brother insisted. It's our choice, remember. It's our choice, like the police officer said. Chief gives me an order. The gun is in my hand. It's my choice whether I should kill him or not. And he says, I choose not to kill him because it's my choice, he said. And it's exactly the same. My brother insisted, whether you agree or not, you got to stand on God's word. God said I should not kill. Okay? My brother insisted. Then comes the outcome, the consequence of killing someone. Person gets possessed by a demon. It becomes worse. My brother insisted. And it doesn't stop there unless the person truly repents to the Lord, to God, for what he did, what she did, and seek deliverance from him. He, he came to set the captive free. My brother insisted. And we know. Now, there are things like in the Old Testament when God directed David, but then God told David that because he has shed much blood, he cannot construct the temple. That he, you know, you got to understand, it was in David's heart for years to want to construct this temple for God. That's like you wanting to do something all your life and then being told after you're old, old, and you're 50, 60, 70 like David was, because you have shed much blood, David, you cannot construct my temple. My brother and sister, Something that you dream all your life to do, and you are told because you have shed much blood, you can. Can you imagine David now, heartbroken, sad? I wanted to do this so bad, David, like people say, so good. And look, God says I cannot because I shed much blood. There is a consequence for everything we do. Marvel and sister. Don't think that God overlooks anyone or anything. It's always a consequence. Look at his son, Axalom. What's with his sister when he was not supposed to? And the trouble in David's house never ended. It was a headache and a migraine to hit to David every single day until he died. My brother insisted. Is that what you want for your life or your children or your family? Of course not. Then we've got to listen to God. He knows. What do we know? What do we know? My brother insisted. If you obey the commandment of the Lord, God says, in Deuteronomy, it will go well for you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. And you're in and out, it will go well for you. But if you say no, it shall come to pass that if thou hearken indignantly unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to receive all, to do all his commandments, which I command you this day, that the Lord God will set thee up on high above all the nations of the earth. And all these blessings shall come upon thee and overtake thee. And thou shalt hearken, if thou shalt hearken unto the voice of God, if, 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 he's giving you if. Blessed shall thou be in the city, blessed shall thou be in the field. Blessed shall thou be the fruitful of thy body, the fruitful of thy ground, the fruitful of thy cattle, the increase of thy kind, the flock and thy sheep. Blessed. That should be thy basket. And then it goes on and on and on, all the blessings. 
But it shall come to pass that thou wilt not hearken unto the voice of the Lord thy God, to observe all the commandments of his statutes, which I command you this day, all these curses shall come upon thee and overtake thee. That's what these demons do. When they come on people's life, it overtakes them. My brother and sister. And same thing with abortion, sister. Same thing with abortion, same thing, killing, killing, killing. I said I should not kill. It could be a baby, my brother and sister, okay? I'm telling you, um, when God says not to do something, and maybe you should change your job, Sister Luna. Yes, do so. Hallelujah. Curse should I be in the city, curse should I be in the field. Hallelujah. No, but we'll lay hand and we'll pray that he will be blessed or that she will be blessed. And God says in his word, curse that I should be in the city, curse that I be in the field. See that there. God says something and they say something. And then it's, it's their word against God's word. And then they think they're right, but God says no. Oh, my Lord. See the trouble happening on the earth, my brothers and sisters? And the Lord says, curse should that be in thy basket in thy store. No, we'll, we'll pray that God will bless your your. Your house, and you will have food and all that. And the person is complaining, I don't even have food for my children. I don't have food for my house, they say. Nothing is coming in, they say. Well, consequence. Curse thy fruit and thy, uh, thy fruit of thy body. My wife and I have been trying to have our children for years now, and we haven't been able, they say. And when someone came to me this, this way years ago, me knowing what the Word of God says, I began to tell the sister, can you please co- begin to confess things that have been done in your life and your husband? And she's like, but we, you know, we don't do this, we don't do that. And she went on, went on. And I said, this is something you're going to have to do it in prayer with the Lord one-on-one. You need to confess to him what is it that you and your husband has done that have brought this, this curse. You cannot have children. And she took it in prayer and fasting. Confess, confess. And until so she got to it. And prayed for her. And she got praying about her husband. And they were able to, they have about four children now. My brother and sister. But no one told her what the word of God says. What, how it is by the word. My brother and sister. And you know how people lay hand and do this, do that. They have to confess. What you have done. Curse shall thou be, and that thou come in, and curse thou shall be going on. This is how people feel. And you can meet people around your corner this way, feeling this way, that everything is cursed in their lives. Because this is the true word of God. It has to come to pass. Got to understand. God is not a man that he will lie. And some of men he will repent. My brother says, speaking of soldier coming down from work, here, broke, destroyed, no job, they can get nothing. Before they went off, they were prospered. They had everything they need. Now they come back broke with a lot of trouble going on in their wife, family. And when you meet hundreds and thousands of them, I went to, I, I ministered to people in nursery and, and, and the hospital and, and, the jail, and the prison system and the street. And the churches and the homes. I mean, God had me do ministry everywhere. Family will call me and they will hear 
Then I was in television, helping people, local television. It was reaching several cities, like 17 cities up north. The message was going through and, and being contacted by people and contacted and contacted. Because people were being convicted in their heart. When I was speaking from the Lord, the Lord was convicting them and contacting Brother Elvis. Could you please help me with this? I did this, or we did this, and could you please give me advice? And I will go in by the word and tell them, look, you need to confess us. You need to repent. Confess and break this curse through fasting and praying. I'll pray with you. And this is how people started getting free when we began the Lord's Hour in 2012. Same thing. So many people emailing me. Hundreds and thousands of emails as I was talking about these things in the Lord's Hour. People emailing me all the time, daily coming in, soldier, people from, from, from Iraq, from the different places, contacting me about all this stuff. And to please to help them, to lead them, give them an advice about the word, what they should do. And tell them to confess the curse, repent the curse. And as they started doing it, they started getting set free. And I said, you need to fast. You need to do this from your heart sincerely between you and God. And they began to do it. And finally, they will be set free. But they have this principality on them, ruining their lives. Becoming abuse husband, abusive. A demon was in them. Abusing their wife, mistreating their wife. Or husband, the same. Wife doing the same against the husband. And they didn't know what was going on in them. Why am I doing this? Please help me. Brother Elvi, you're talking about this stuff. I feel convicted that what you're saying is true, brother. I just had someone testing me the same. Hallelujah. Thank you for this message, Brother Elvi. Hallelujah. God is speaking to me. He says, Hallelujah. And my Facebook message, fill a message from people from around the country and around the world, the same. Oh, man, I'm being convicted here. Brother Elvi, please, please, please help me. Help me. Because I, I, they've been ruining people's life, principality in their lives. They don't know how to get, get them over, out of their life. Because they've been soldiers. They have killed someone. They've been police officers. They have killed someone. They opened the door for these demons in their life. They don't know. They've never been told in the church that this was this way. Can you please help me, they say. And the email. My email, 2, 3 o'clock in the morning, reading email. My wife said, no, you need to go to sleep. You cannot stay that late anymore. You know, this, 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 you're staying up every night, helping people on the phone, praying for people, praying for minister on the phone. And I'm like, should I be anyone that was, please help me, please help me. I'm going to, this is different. I don't know, I don't know, I don't know what to do. Help me, Brother Elvin. A more message, a more message, and I'm, more call, and I'm on the phone. That's why I stopped giving out my phone number because I'm on the phone minutes to someone. Another phone call coming in, and people leaving me message and testing me. And brother, please, help. I'm going through this. Look, my family will be in attack. Our son came from the army. He's acting like an animal. He was not like he was a peaceful guy. What happened? Thank you, Lord. The same. Hallelujah. But he came to set the captive free. They open this door, then they don't know what to do. They open themselves to these demons, invade their body, and then ruin their lives. Bible insisted. But the Lord is so good. He always has an answer for every problem. And if we confess this sin and repent, 
trespasses sincerely from our heart. Say, Lord, sorry for, for killing people in Iraq or, or in Afghanistan or anywhere. Sorry, Lord. Say, well, we should not shed the blood of men. Or it says, Lord, we shall not kill. So sorry. Please forgive me. Restore me from this. Set me free, Lord. I'm willing to fast and pray. Leading people into fast and pray across the country, across the world, Canada, Mexico, doesn't matter where. Repent, repent, repent. My brother and sister, I got stopped. I was going visiting a city. I got stopped by this, by this guy who, who was wanted. Who was he was wanted. And stopped me to minister to him. I'm like, I didn't know if to send him away. Or call the police to, for him to be arrested. He told me he was wanted. Told me what he did. I told him, you need to repent. In the street, my brother and sister. I was doing some other business. He's stopping me to help him. Okay. Wow. But I told him, you, you need to give in. You need to turn yourself in for what you did. Hallelujah. I believe he ended up being arrested later on. Because the Lord even sent me. To the prison. It was five years in one prison, seven and a half years in another one, to minister, volunteer. I felt like I was in jail all those years. Seven years and a half in one, five years in another one, three years in another prison, and still more people needed help, and more people coming in arrested. Sex-level prison, people that have killed three and four people, sex-level prison. Massachusetts may go in there as a volunteer. I have ID from all these prisons. By the state approved, may go in there and minister to people. Marvelous sister, all those years, for the glory of God. And God was setting them free, repenting, repenting, and filling them with his presence and baptizing them even in tongues. Marvelous sister, they truly repent and confess they will be set free. Before that, they were full of these demons and principality. You can feel a demon in the person. Marvelous sister. Hallelujah. For God is good and merciful. He came to set the captive free. doesn't matter. I was not saying here to judge those people. But they told them they needed to repent for what they did. And pray for the family that they also hurt. Pray for those people. That's sincere repenting after you repent. Now you keep them in prayer for their salvation. Imagine you, you, you're paying them good for the evil you did to them. Praise you, Lord. And these men in the 40 and the 50 crying like babies. Crying like babies. Babylon sister. Tear coming down the shin. Us hugging them. Praying for one another. Confessing their sins to the Lord. Confessing what they've done to the Lord. Praying for them right there. The guard. They have seen how aggressive these men were before. The guard in the prison was shaking my hand. Thanking me for the... For the change they have seen in these men. Thank you for what you're doing. The chief of the prison in Massachusetts went in his personal car and drove me from the prison to the parking lot, thanking me. And I said, why, chief, why? Because I've seen the change in this man, these men. I see how peaceful they are now. You know how many of our guard got injured? Ended in the hospital, trying to control these men. And you came here, I said, God, Chief God. And now their life has changed, and they're humble. 
they they're not resisting arrest anymore. We have to handcuff them into the into the into the church building. And now these men are locked up all day long. And now they're so peaceful. They don't find my guard anymore. They, my guards are not being injured anymore. Thank you. I'm doing this for the Lord, I say. God was setting them free for the glory of God. And the Lord had not changed. His word is still true to today. You know you're down this. You need to repent. You need to confess it to the Lord. You need to fast and pray. Don't make up excuses for it anymore. Don't make up excuses. Because then you're not being sincere with God. And if you're not being sincere, you're not being set free. The Bible says, who the Son set free, it is free and be. And if you feel you're not being set free and be, it's because you're not being sincere. You're not confessing your sin sincere. You're not telling God what you have done from your heart sincerely. God wants to hear from you sincerely. God wants to hear you confess your sin sincerely for your heart. Not from your lips only, but from your heart. Tear your heart as they tear the garment and repenting before the Lord. And see, David said, Psalm 51, I can see, I can see how I sinned and has done this evil in thy sight. He didn't hide it. He confessed it, confessed it like David. Read Psalm 51. My brother and sister, Though I go through the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Some of them have been going through the shallow body of shadow of death with tremendous fear of evil because they have not confessed to the Lord what truly they have done and what truly is in their heart. Confess your sin and trespasses to the Lord with all your heart. Fast and pray. The Lord says yes. And watch what God will do in your heart and life. My brother and sister, the Lord is good. And his love endures forever. He says that he loved Martha. Jesus says that he loved Mary. And he also said he loved Lazarus. He loved the entire family in John 11. And this is why he can go and minister to them. And old Martha said, Lord, if you've been here, my brother had not died. And Mary said, Lord, if you've been here, my, my brother had not died. And Jesus wept with Mary to show Mary that he was being sincere. He got moved right in front of the tomb of Lazarus. And he says to Martha, I am the restoration and the life. Whoever believes in me will not perish. Hallelujah, but have everlasting life will come to everlasting life. Jesus wants to give you everlasting life. And if you believe in him, you will not perish. He will give you life because he is the resurrection. Oh.